Welcome back to another episode of Heaven and Healing Podcast. You can catch a live recording of the show over on YouTube where I stream every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. Go subscribe to my channel if you haven't already. It's Angela Ucci, Heaven and Healing Podcast, and be sure to ring the bell to be notified for live stream reminders and more. Whatever platform you're currently listening on, please give the show a five-star rating and written review to help get this into more people's ears. And please consider partnering with the ministry as Heaven and Healing is entirely crowdfunded. There are different options to support the show down in the episode description. Thank you so much for your continued support and prayers. Enjoy the episode and God bless. So this is the first time I'm doing a live stream Zoom interview and I'm really excited for it. It's with my friend Brian. I actually found him in a really, it's just so funny how the Lord works. Um, there's this like secular YouTube channel that my husband and I used to watch a lot. Honestly, these days, if it's not a sermon or if it's not one of my friend's channels, I don't want to watch it, but it's just like this harmless enough YouTube channel where they like try different food and stuff. And they had my friend, now friend, Brian on for like an episode where they played Dungeons and Dragons and they wanted to hire a demonologist or they kept calling him an exorcist. And myself and my <laughs> husband were sitting there watching and we were like, is it just me or is this guy like actually really cool? And so I looked him up <laughs> on Instagram and sure enough, he's really cool. Uh, he is a Bible believer, a demonologist. He's awesome. I'm gonna let him tell some of his testimony any minute now but just wanted to make sure this was all working and thank you all for being here. Once again, please share this. Um, I again, forgot to pin a comment of my ways to partner with the ministry. I'm getting there, Isaiah, but it is in the description of this video, ways that you can partner with the ministry. So please consider doing that. Heaven and healing is entirely crowdfunded and anything at all means a lot. So that being said, we're going to bring Brian on and we are going to talk all about Halloween and why Christians should not celebrate it. And to be clear, this really <laughs> is an episode for born again believers. People of the world are going to do what people of the world do. But our prayer tonight is really just to edify and encourage our brothers and sisters in the faith. And as like a bit of a disclaimer to that, before I bring Brian on, I just want to say we're not here to condemn or accuse anyone. We are just encouraging a humble re-examination of our brothers and sisters in the faith, as we said, to consider if their participation in things such as Halloween is glorifying to God, if it's beneficial to your intimacy with the Holy Spirit, if it is a yield to holiness, and if it's the best way to witness Jesus Christ to the world. So those are just some things I'd like you to consider for that. Um, let's bring Brian on. Okay, I hope it works. Let me know if it works, everybody. Can you see him? Let me know you can see him in the chat, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So this is Brian. Sweet. Can y'all hear him? Yeah, this is my, my mic is working. Let me know. I can hear him. Can y'all hear him? Let me know. I think I popped up on the screen so I can see me. Okay. Sweet. Just tell me in the chat you can hear him. And then, okay, they said yes. All right, awesome. sweet. Mm -hmm. So I am going to let uh, mm -hmm. 
Brian share some of his testimony. If you mm -hmm. could just tell us who you mm -hmm. are, what you do, how you came to know Christ, we'll take like 10, 20 minutes, however long the Lord allows for that. Yeah, sure. So uh, basically, uh, I was a, a non, I was, a, I grew up sort of subtly Christian, but I was more of a demonologist. So I studied demons and I studied Nephilim and I studied the history of demons. And, um, you know, I had a demonic experience as a child that I wasn't aware was demonic um, fully. And uh, basically from that demonic experience, it plunged me into this world of studying like history of demons and all this stuff. But it wasn't until years and years and years, years later where um, I had, you know, I've partaken in the world in a very, a lot of ways. I was polyamorous actually. And that was kind of a, a, a thing that the Lord like broke from me, which was a whole nother subject of darkness and evil. And I didn't realize that I was participating in like basically rituals. I, I didn't even realize that that was what I was participating in and all these kind of things. Um, but basically my, one of my girlfriends and my girlfriend in the situation, she ended up getting like demonically possessed probably from all the things that I would study and the things that we were doing. And uh, anyways, uh, I, I, I just asked for help, called out to the Lord one day and was like, dude, like she is, she had all this, this demonic behavior, like these erratic mood swings. She thought she was bipolar. She thought like all these um, issues was going on and had this, this behavior where she couldn't control herself. And I was like, dude, I think you need to get prayed for it. I called a bunch of churches and I was like, Hey, do you guys pray demons out? And they're like, Oh no, we don't, we don't do that. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't do that? Because <laughs> like, I was like, I know you're better. I know your Bible better than you. And I'm like, I'm like, and you don't do that. You're supposed to do it. Like Mark 16, 17. And I'm like, I don't even go to church. Like, I was just like, dude, you, you need to like read your Bible. I chewed out a few pastors. <laughs> it was like, I was like, all right, God, like, I don't know, man, like help. I, I just prayed help that one day, <laughs> like the very next day I heard God like speaking to me and he told me to take down my art. And it was mm. one of the biggest, biggest thing. Like, and I'm an, I was an artist, like I'm a digital artist and a, and a, like I had paintings all over my walls. There was like nude paintings all over my walls and everything. Uh, but like I, the Lord was like, take down your art. And I was like, what am I? I'm like, I just heard a voice tell me to take down my art. And I'm like, no, I'm like, that's stupid. And I hear it again. Right. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm like, all right, take down my art. Sure. And then I, I think just in case this is God, I'm going to take down my art. So I took all my art down. And uh, basically I, I like, to, I had a, a, a collection of amiibos, like video games, like statues, these little statues that you play Smash Brothers with. Mm -hmm. And uh, I heard them too when I took all my art down. And I'm like, okay, so I take it all down. I'm like, okay, what? What am I supposed to do with this? Like, put it away, like, throw it away. Like, I'm going to put it in storage. Like, and all of a sudden I hear a verse, like, clear as day. It was like Deuteronomy 32, 20 or something. I don't know. But uh, I Google it and it literally says, and none of the condemned things are to be found in your hands. And I'm like, okay, that, that's weird. Right. I'm like, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like, are you talking to me? God? Like, like, did you just speak to me? And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Burn it. And I had a flamethrower and it was sitting next to my flamethrower. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, looking at it. And all of a sudden I hear another verse. It's like Leviticus something, whatever. I look it up and it says, then he burnt the offering to the Lord. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, this is weird. This is getting real weird. I, uh, I anyways, I call my girlfriend. I'm like, Hey, um, so I'm hearing a voice and it's just given me two Bible verses. It told me to take down my art and then it told me to burn it. 
<laughs> and she's like, what? She's, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know if I'm, if like, what's going on. I'm just like, I'm telling you what I'm experiencing right now. She's like, why do you think God would tell you to like burn your art? I was like, I, I don't know. And then I heard the voice. It said, read my 10 commandments. And I read the 10 commandments. And the second commandment says, make no image in the form of anything in heaven above and earth beneath it in the waters below. And I had always read that verse and thought, you know, make no graven image. But I never read it fully and read make no image, period. And then it said, take down my art, right? And so I'm like, okay, this is this is kind of weirding me out, right? And as I'm speaking to her, she's asked me, like, why do you think God would tell you to do such a thing? And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. When I was a kid, I, I remember God spoke to me and he told me to basically give up all my video game stuff. And I said, no, like, this is my identity. This is who I am. Like, and that was kind of the last time I've felt or like heard God speak to me. And as I'm explaining to this to her, like when I was a child, I said, I don't want this. I I'm going to choose video games. I hear another verse clear as day. Jeremiah 5, 7. I'll never forget this because it was like the most shocking experience for me. I'm like, I just heard it again. I'm on the phone with her and I'm like, I just heard it, the voice again. It just told me Jeremiah 5, 7. I, I don't know what this is. So I, I look it up and Jeremiah 5, 7, I read, why should I forgive you? Your children have sworn by gods that are not gods. I'm like standing in shock, like reading this. Cause I literally just got done saying, you know, when I was a child, I said, no, God, I'm going to have my video games, you know? And boom, I get that verse and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is God talking to me. This is literally God is talking to me right now. And I'm like, I like asked my, my girlfriend at the time, I was like, Hey, can you give me like some random Bible verses? She like gives you a few verses and it's like, nothing doesn't work at all. And I'm like, all right, God, if this is really you talking, I need a very clear verse that says to burn my, my video games and my art stuff. I want a very clear verse. And I get another one, like Deuteronomy something, something. And I, and I hear it. I, I click it. I type it in, in my phone and boom, it says, then he handed the burnt offering. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, okay, I'm burning it. I just grab all my, my stuff, my art and my video game collection stuff. And just like, I throw it in a trash bag and I'm like, God, are you serious? Like, I was like, how am I supposed to burn this? This is plastic. And then I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Burn it one by one? And I looked down to look at the verse that I read. He handed the burnt offering. Um, and, and it bumps to the next verse over. And it says, he handed the burnt offering piece by piece. And I literally am like in shock reading this. I'm like, okay. I just throw my stuff in my car. I start driving to my family's house. God directs me. Um, I'm like driving. And all of a sudden I hear left. Because I thought I was going to go burn in my family's backyard. I just like crank the wheel left. I turn left. I'm like going in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, I don't know where I'm going, God. Like you, t you direct me. Tell me where to go. And then I hear there, there, there. And he like turns me into this complex that was like just a housing development complex. I pull in the end. I go to the back. I park my car. I get out of the complex that it just, he just directed me. It was a dead end. I get out. There's a gate to like a sump and I, and the gate is open. And then I hear just, I just hear there again. I walk into the gate. And it's like cracked open and there is a perfect spot to burn stuff like a homeless guy set up. And I'm like, looking at this in shock. I'm just like, okay, this is, this is unreal. Like, and so I just start lighting my video game stuff up on fire. I just start lighting my art stuff on fire. I just start burning it. <laughs> this is the spot. And then, uh, then I'm like, I'm just like burning, burning all my, my childhood toys and stuff of video game collection that I had. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I hear, put it out. And I'm like, 
okay, I, I wasn't expecting to put this out. So I, there was like a piece of wet drywall and I threw it on there and I stomped it out. And then I hear, gather the rest, put it in the trash bag you brought it in and throw it away. And I was like, okay, so I, I do that. And as I'm walking out the gate, there's like police lights that pull up behind me. Hmm. And I'm walking out with this gate of smoldering plastic and art. And I'm like thinking, no officer, God told me to start this fire. Like, like, you know, like how am I gonna, how am I gonna respond to this? Like, I don't know. So I'm like walking out the gate. I just open my car and just put it in my car and I just shut the door. And the guy comes up with a flashlight and he's just like, Hey, uh, you live around here? I'm like, no, we're in the middle of a housing complex in nowhere. And he's like, he's like, uh, you waiting for somebody? I'm like, I don't know, maybe like, and then, uh, I just kind of, he, he like walks by me and he looks into the gate and right as he looks in, it starts raining and they, and he doesn't even see the smoke like smoldering from what I had just burnt. <laughs> like it just starts raining. And I'm like, what is happening? And he turns around and it's a, it's not a cop. It's a security officer for a company that I did work for that day, that day. And I look at the guy and I'm like, Oh, you work for the security company, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I just, I just designed your stuff for you. I know your boss. And he's like, Oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, awesome. All right. Have a good day. And he takes off and leaves. And I'm just like, okay, God is real. God is officially real. This is insane. I come, I come home and I'm just like, like trying to process what happens the very next day, a dude walks into my business and is like, Hey, uh, what's up? I'm like, Hey, you here for design? You here for, you know, uh, art marketing, whatever. And uh, he's like, Nope. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, weird dude's weird. Dude's kind of creeping me out. Just kind of stay in there. I'm like, okay, dude, uh, you're hanging out in my building. Like, what are you here for? And he's like, Oh, I'm just here to meet you. I'm like, to meet me. I don't even know you. And then, uh, Finally, I pull him aside. I'm like, listen, weird guy, you're kind of creeping me out. Like, I don't know you. Like, uh, you need to like leave my building because it's kind of weird that you're just like in my building, like watching me work and do stuff. Like, I'm, I don't, and he's like, and he's like, I do miracles. Hmm. And he goes, and I teach people how to cast out demons and how to heal people. And I think God told me to come here today. <laughs> and I'm like, what did you just say to me? I'm like, you don't even know what I just did yesterday. <laughs> like, it was the most insane thing. The dude ends up praying for my girl, my girlfriend there at the time, instantly healed. I have never seen, she was able, she went from like, she was never able to sleep. She was never like, she had like all these eating issues, all this, all these problems, like boom, instantly gone, completely healed. Mental issues, boom, gone. Like, and she, it was just like, it's so instantaneous. I'm like, okay, this is, this is real. I've never, I never realized how real demonic influence can be in was people's that lives. Christian? That was just, that was, you know, she had been reading the Bible, uh, like, because I inevitably read the Bible because I studied demonology stuff, you know, but like she had been reading the Bible, but it wasn't, it wasn't, she was like becoming aware of things. And I think it was because she was becoming aware that the demonic stuff started manifesting more in her no, life. Not maybe him, the dude that, that came to you. Oh, the dude that came to me. Oh yeah. He was a Christian for sure. Yeah. And so he, he prays, uh, like he's fast for like, he fasts like 40 days, like every year, like this dude's like prays and fasts and seeks the Lord and goes to Africa and heals kids. He's got videos that would just like, like, honestly, like if you see him, you're like, there's no way that's real, but it's like, it's so real. I've seen, I've witnessed it, you know, and he doesn't want to be known or famous. He's like, try to keep himself under the radar, but he goes like all over the world and stuff. And, uh, he's, he's a pretty awesome dude. Very awesome, powerful man of God. 
And so he, he mentored me. He like felt like God told him to mentor me. And you know, the, it, it's just like, he just showed me all the things that he did for he, like how healing works and how he does this. And it's like opened my eyes to like a whole nother understanding of the Bible that I didn't even realize. Like I'd read the Bible so like so much, but I didn't see it in this light. I saw it in like a totally, totally different way. And uh, it didn't become real. Like I, it became like a, before it was like a history book to me. And it was like something that I studied demonology with. And I studied like the history of demons and stuff. And then all of a sudden the Bible became like real. It became, I was more fascinated with the old Testament before now. And then now it's like, boom, the new Testament. It's like the understanding of like what Jesus brought, who Jesus is, like why Jesus cast out demons. Like, dude, all the knowledge of my demonology just was like, now this is why that has, it was like mm. this perfect, like, boom. And then it was like, now God's like, okay, you were studying demons. Now I'm going to have you cast them out. <laughs> like gave me like the, this like perfect understanding and knowledge for like what it all meant, like what Jesus is, what the words meant. And I had never seen it before like that. Wow. And so, yeah, that, that was kind of uh, what God got a hold of me in a very real way. And then like immediately I just, we cut off the, the, the polyamory thing was done. I'm like, I can't be a part of any of this. Like it's done. Like I had to like go completely holy and pure. I had a, I had a demon in the beginning, uh, for the very first demon I prayed for, um, this guy, I just didn't, it, it wasn't even intentional. This guy just was like, I was telling him about what happened to my girlfriend and whatever. And he was like, well, maybe you could pray for me. And I ended up praying for the guy. Right. And the guy didn't know me. And, uh, the demon spoke through the man. And the demon like looked at me and he was like, you can't pray me out. He's like, you're too weak. He's like, you're full of lust. And I'm like, when have I done anything last? Name it, name it, call it out, go for it, demon. And he was like, he's like, oh, you have it in a while. And he's like, but I can see it, it's still in your heart. And he goes, and you have pa 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 polyamory. And he said it like, the dude didn't know me at all. And when he said that, it was like, it was the most frightening thing to me. And I was like, oh, how does this guy know this? Like, how does this guy know this at all? And I'm like, oh my gosh, should I call one of my other friends? I was like, I was like, bro, um, I think, uh, remember how I told you, like we prayed for uh, so-and-so, like, you know, there's another demon here. He just kind of called me out on some stuff in my past. I don't know how to respond. I'm kind of freaked out. He's like, put me on the phone. I put him on the phone. I'm like, okay, cast him out. I'm like, listen to this guy. The guy's like, in the name of Jesus, come out, come out. And the demon's like, oh, you're going to cast me out. He's like, oh, go on, try, try. I'd like to hear you try. And my friend's like, come out in the name of Jesus. He goes, you know what? Nothing. You want to know why? He goes, you masturbated two hours ago. The demon says this about the guy on the phone. I'm like, oh, we're going to call you back, bro. Like, like, dude, it was real. It was very, very real. And so that was like my introduction into all of this. So it was pretty like throw a drag. I got dropped in the fire. And man, that was like, I don't know, changed my whole perspective of the reality that I lived in. So moral of that story is repentance is not only necessary for salvation, but to be anointed to do. Yes. Yeah. You, yeah. People think, uh, people think, unfortunately people, a lot of, a lot of believers are like, Hey, um, you know, I can cast out demons or, but they're just not really there. It's just, I don't see them that often. I'm like, Oh no, they're there. The reason why you don't cast them out is because you don't walk in righteousness. And the Bible says this. It literally says it, and, and it says that, uh, there's a verse, what is it? Uh, let me bring this verse up. Is it uh, Galatians? 
Yeah, Galatians uh, 5, 19 through 21. It says, now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warn you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And a lot of Christians like to go, oh, the kingdom of God, that means we don't go to heaven if we do keep doing these things. No, 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 no. It's not talking about the kingdom of God when you die and go to heaven. The kingdom of God, Jesus says, is, is in Luke eleven twenty. But if I drive out demons by the finger of God, you know that the kingdom of God has come upon you. The kingdom of God is now. The kingdom of God is the authority to heal the sick, to cast out demons, to walk in, the, like, but you gotta walk in that righteousness in order to inherit the kingdom of God. And when you do that, like the Lord, the angels follow you. The, the Lord moves through you, like things happen, but you gotta, you gotta walk in the righteousness. And this is why so many of the Christians in the, in the world today are like, they don't believe in demons. They don't believe that the mental issues are demonic. 100% they're demonic. I pray them out of people. Like I've seen it multiple times, like, like, but you, but if you're not walking righteously and you're not walking in a way that honors the Lord, you're not going to have any authority. The mm -hmm. demons, like the demons tell you this, like I've had a demon call me out like, like a few times when I was in the beginning, not living righteously. The demons are like, ah, oh, no, 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 no. We don't listen to you. <laughs> like, like you're like, okay, you, you know, there's certain levels of anointing. There's certain levels of anointing and authority that you grow in when you grow in your righteousness and you grow in your, because realistically righteousness is really your belief. People don't see it that way. People are like, oh, well, I believe, but I still sin. Well, you really don't believe if you continue to sin. Like that's the truth. And I know that sounds pretty harsh, but like, you're just a follower. Like, I mean, like, you're, I mean, like where you're not a follower, you're just a believer to some degree. You're not even it to the point of a follower, but like, you know, if you actually believed you would stop doing the things. That's why Jesus says, if you, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. He says, why do you call me master and not do what I say? The Bible says, he's telling you straight up. He's telling you straight up, do what I say, walk righteously, walk honorably in the Lord. And, and then this, the, the, the kingdom of God will follow. This is how the Christians, you know, you don't see these miracles happening and you have to justify so many Christians have to justify why. The miracles aren't happening today. Oh, brother, it's not happening today because, because, oh, you know, it's just the way the, the way the world has shifted. You know, God did things differently back then. And so he doesn't do it the same way today, you know? And it's like, you have to make up an excuse. Why? Because you're walking unrighteously. You're not walking in holiness. You don't inherit the kingdom of God. So you, you try to pray for a demon to leave once and it probably laughed in your face. It probably didn't say anything really because demons don't like, like, let you know that they're there. They actually hide really, really well. Mm. And it takes a minute before they come out sometimes. <laughs> like, and you just like keep praying and all of a sudden, boom. But yeah, most people, the demons don't want you to know that they're there. And so they want you to be ignorant. Right. So to that point, um, because just on fire holiness has been my greatest theme for my platform lately, uh, because it's the biggest point of refinement that I have gone through this year. Um, mm -hmm. And it's gotten me in the most trouble with Christians. <laughs> <laughs> they, of course, they don't like hearing about it. They don't like hearing mm -hmm. about our the importance of our faith, even though every mm -hmm. time Jesus healed someone, cast out a demon, performed a miracle, he said, your faith has healed you. And mm -hmm. they don't like hearing 
walk holy as I am holy. They don't like, mm -hmm. they, they just, they don't like hearing it. Um, so now what's happening a lot to me, and this isn't about me, but I, I want to kind of segue into our topic with this point mm -hmm. is I get a lot of gaslighting. You're a new believer. You're just, you're <laughs> really passionate right now. Uh, you don't really know what you're talking about. Don't let your zeal. I uh -huh. shared this with you yesterday. Someone told me, don't let your zeal lead you down rabbit holes of legalism mm. to which I say, my Bible says that my Lord, my God, Jesus, mm -hmm. is an all-consuming fire. So what you're not mm -hmm. going to do is try and put that fire out because you're trying to encourage me to basically put, um, to extinguish that flame, whereas I am trying to encourage my brothers and sisters to walk in that fire because he is mm -hmm. all-consuming. And so this leads me to the point of Halloween. Are we really mm. walking in the all-consuming fire of the Lord by participating in something as worldly as Halloween? Brian, what do you think <laughs> about Halloween and Christians participating <laughs> in it specifically? Oh, man. Uh, it's, 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 it's a laughable uh, subject. I, you know, first, I just want to say All Hallows Eve. People don't understand this, but oh, like this hallowed, hallowed means holy person. Okay. Halloween comes from All Hallows Eve, right? So holy person and Eve means the end of the ending of days like Eve ate from the tree of knowledge and created the end of life, right? Eve means the end of, okay? That's why it's called evening, okay? So all hallows Eve means the end of all holy people. Like just look into the etymology of the word. I don't know. I think, I think it's kind of questionable when you think of it because it was originally supposedly it meant, you know, to honor the holy people. But then that was like all hallows day. It became all hallows Eve later on which is, you know, it's an ironic thing. But, you know, I don't like to look into the history of a, of a subject like this. You know, when something is this dicey of a subject, like it, there's always going to be so many people pulling from multiple different directions. Oh, it's from Samhain. Oh, it's from this. Oh, it's from that. And like, you can look up all the history and try to go back into the etymological, you know, roots of something, or you can try to go back into the earliest writings of some uh, instance. But, you know, you, you don't, you're never going to find it. Like Halloween is such a subject that's so convoluted and distorted. And when it's got multiple origin stories and multiple distortions, you know, it's something they're trying to hide. You know, it's demonic. Like that's just, that's just how it is. And so like, I don't even care about people trying to find the origin of Halloween. Like it's set. Let's talk about what it is in general. Okay. And the, a lot of Christians, they think, you know, oh, I'm handing out candy and it's good and it's of the Lord and it's great and blah, blah, blah. Let's just talk about the 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 biggest elephant in the room that no one seems to notice, which is idolatry. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Idolatry. And, and the second commandment says, make no image in the form of anything in heaven above and earth beneath it and waters below. It says that's a whole nother verse says, do not bow down and worship the image. That's the next verse over. It's not really the 10 commandments. It might as well be like the 11 commandments. Okay. Like, because it's literally separated, but it's telling you not to do this. And in fact, I know this sounds kind of, kind of out there, but like Muslim people don't believe in even art. Like Muslim people don't even believe in art because they don't even like they, because they take that verse so literal that they're like, okay, I can't even make an image. But the idea is don't make images that you pay homage to. Mm. And it's like, well, what are, what are you paying homage to? Like it's things that you give worth to. Okay. It's things that you worth ship. Okay. So when we talk about worship, like you, you can put a picture of your, 
your parents or your family on the wall, it means nothing to me. Would I put a picture of your friends and family on the wall? No, I wouldn't put your photo of your friends and family. Why? Because it's worthless to me. But to you, it's worthship. It's worth something to you. That's why they put it in gaudy frames. And I don't know if you've seen how idols are uh, in other countries. I've been to like Thailand and stuff. They all have photos of the person with this gaudy ornate frame around it. That's the idol. That's the worthship. That's that's where we, we give homage to. And I know that sounds like kind of extreme. You know, obviously the Lord has has his has his you know grace or whatever and however you perceive things but but the reality is we're not to be giving in to idolatry and when you dress up your children as iron man or or superman or the hulk or a werewolf like these are all idols these are idol it's idolatry you're literally paying homage to superman to iron man to all these characters like to mario to whatever you're treating them like an idol you're creating a, a mask and you're putting on the face you're distorting your image the image that god created you in to be into an image that is idolatry idol worshiping and this is totally what that is but people don't see it that way right. so yeah i mean like that you know the the idolatry aspect it, it goes so deep and, and people don't, I mean, I know it sounds uh, kind of extreme in a lot of ways, but this is, it's just like, you know, right now as a human, as an adult, we have a desire for, um, you know, there's there's like sexual desires that people have. Um, okay. And so this this kind of desire, you want to use the excuse, oh, it's natural. Oh, it's natural. It's, it's, it's in me. It's natural. Okay. Well, the Lord tells you to put this away unless you're married, right? When it comes to idolatry, what do kids want to do? They want it. They, they're not into the, that aspect, but they're into they're into idolatry. They want Barbie idols. Oh, did I say idols? I meant to say Barbie dolls. Okay, they want the idol. Like th this is our nature to want to idolize things, to worship things. You're t you're supposed to teach your children to worship only God, to venerate only God, to idolize only God, not anything else. Right? Like, but like we we get so caught up, and and that is the biggest crux I see in. You know, and there's so many churches that are like, oh, you know, we're going to have we're going to have a, a harvest festival, guys. And you can dress up as good idols. I mean, good characters, you know, and the good, the good. I just no blood, no gore, no this. Yeah, let's just teach the children to idolize other th other gods and other people like might as well. That's what's that's literally what people are doing. Hmm. And they ignore that aspect of Halloween. And that's like the, the most in your face aspect, because we, we don't think. The idolization, dude, idolization is the second commandment. It's the second commandment for a reason. And so many people are like, well, well, I'm not bowing down to the photos I have. I'm not bowing down to all this stuff, you know? And mind you, like, if the Lord convicts you with the things that I'm saying, by the way, like, listen to it. You know, if it's not convicting you, then I don't know. Maybe the Lord's not speaking to you in that way for right now. But that's awesome. Like, whatever. But if, but if you're feeling convicted and if you're feeling offended, by the way, <laughs> the things I'm going to tell you right now, that's a spirit of offense. And that's demonic. Like it's straight up, straight up demonic. And it, and it might, and it might affect you in some way, but that's how like the Lord, there's never been a situation when you walk with the Lord, you don't get offended. Like your, your heart is in a place of love always. Mm. But like when you're getting offended, you usually got something demonic attached to you. And that's, that's just something that I've learned from my experience with praying for people and casting out demons. Mm. But, um, no, yeah, that's, so. that's really good. And I find mm -hmm. that um, mm -hmm. that seems to be like the biggest 
the biggest in your face, like you said, mm. concept about all of this is the idolatry and the fact that people get so up in arms over it proves mm -hmm. that it's an idol because yeah. you don't you don't have that spirit of offense if there's not something there to be offended by. And like we were talking about on the phone earlier, the Holy Spirit doesn't get offended. He gets he mm -hmm. get, he brings you conviction. And mm. so if you're feeling conviction, I think sometimes that that kind of demonic influence will pervert that and make you feel offended. Mm -hmm. Whereas the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit is just trying to show you something, right? And yep. exactly Absolutely. what you're saying, because mm -hmm. I'm sitting here receiving mm -hmm. this in love and I'm like thinking about certain things like maybe maybe this is idolatry. And you know what? Like certain things in my life. And I'm thinking, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take that to the Lord. I'm going to take that to my prayer yep. closet. There's no reason to get inflamed. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to freak out. There's there's no reason <laughs> to call people names or to slander people or to take it personally is the biggest thing. If you're taking it personally, then that is that's your flesh talking. And mm -hmm. I think that that idols and flesh goes hand in hand. Um, and it's like you said, back to that point, how it's less about like, because people, f we could sit here easily and go back and forth and, and dig into all the different origins. And maybe there's some stuff that we can talk about, like you had mentioned with the masks and all. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, mm -hmm. ultimately, at the end of the day, you go on Google, your confirmation bias is going to find you exactly what you mm -hmm. want to find in regard to the history of Halloween. What yep. I, the, the way I stand on this on Halloween is that this particular thing is less about the origins. It's less about the history and it's more about the principle, right? So Mm -hmm. whether it was pagan turned Christian, whether it was Christian turned pagan, it's less about the tradition and it's more just truth, which is Jesus. And mm -hmm. so with that, y'all, like we're not sitting here, like some things we say may sound extreme to you, but mm -hmm. the, the truth take of it the to the Lord. is take it to the Lord. And it's, <laughs> it's not that we're trying to sit here and preach legalism. Mm -hmm. It's that we are encouraging no. holiness. Mm -hmm. Because that's mm -hmm. who God is. That's who Jesus is. He is mm -hmm. holy. And you have been redeemed as a new creation. You are born again. You are literally a new creation, born and made alive unto Christ. He is mm -hmm. holy. Walk holy as he is holy. Mm -hmm. That's all we're trying to do is encourage holiness. Yep. It's not about mm -hmm. legalism. If you're mm -hmm. seeing it through a legalistic mm -hmm. lens, it's because it's an idol. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and you know, the, the other thing is like, when it comes to um, what you can and cannot do, guys, like like, it's always take it to the Lord. Because I, when I first was told take down my art, right? Like part of me was like, dude, no one's supposed to have art in their house ever. Like, and I was like, and I kind of was like, no, no art ever. But then the Lord actually showed me. He had to like said some, it, I had an angelic experience sort of to like be revealed that, hey, like, look, look, you don't need to be like condemning everybody's like artwork and everything. Like this is, for you because you have a certain anointing that you want to walk in so if you want to walk in an anointing where uh, you go to the grocery store and demons manifest like happens to be all the time and like you want to you want to walk in that anointing you want to walk in that authority there's certain levels of holiness there's certain levels of the sanctification that the lord takes you to like and so like if you you know some people maybe you just want to like not do whatever and serve god in like a, a mediocre way well maybe you can have all your idolatry on your walls i don't know but like, that's something you had to take to the Lord about. Like the Bible straight up says, no, 
but like this is this is something that you the lord obviously is going to have his own communication with you because he's your friend he wants to talk with you he wants to communicate and speak with you but you know biblically let's let's talk about some things when it comes to uh the bible right. and like bible and verses let's bring up thing. some yeah yeah let's bring up some bible verse because a lot of people are gonna you know everybody's got their opinion of everything or whatever but like let's talk about ephesians so there's ephesians 5 11. take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness but instead expose them that's what we're doing today that's exact like like we're doing this today right now we are exposing the the wickedness and then uh first corinthians 10 21 you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and of the table of demons. Okay. So like, it's telling you right now, you can't be mediocre. You can't be wishy-washy. You can't be like, Oh, I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, this, that behavior and that, the, that idolatry or that view, I would say is actually what's called duality. And that's actually, uh, an occult, um view that people don't know but like a lot of the extreme people on the top they live in this concept of duality and i'm gonna make a video talking about it but i'll share right now with you guys what it is but duality is the belief that you know i do a lot of good and so because i do a lot of good it's acceptable that i do a little bit of bad like it's mm. it's these things are forgivable but here's the problem you see when you do that what do what do you think the rich people do you know, they're like, oh, I do all this good and I've donated a million dollars. So it's, of course, it's okay that I do these terrible things to children. Like that's what they, their little bit of bad is, right? So their little bit of bad is, is essentially equal to whatever good they've also done. And this is the problem with duality. And this is the problem with the elites, guys. It's that belief, they, their, their belief makes them a God because they get to determine where their little bit of good and their little bit of bad line is. They get to draw the line. What if their little bit of bad is like, well, I'm going to murder someone, you know, but, but I've donated $5 million. So to this charity of children, like, oh, so, you know, it's okay. And that's literally what's going on in the world in the elites. And that's a whole nother subject, but. <laughs> Honestly, that's so, yeah. such a good point. Mm -hmm. I never thought of that, that so many Christians, mm -hmm. guys, mm -hmm. I'm trying to scream because I don't know why my mic isn't as loud as you guys are saying. And I literally don't know how to turn it up. I'm sorry. So I'm trying to scream <laughs> into my mic. Um, yeah, duality I'm very familiar with that because I was a new age, mm -hmm. but I never mm -hmm. even made that connection before that there are so many Christians operating under the guise of duality because they're justifying mm -hmm. certain aspects of their walk with certain aspects of their continued worldliness. Mm -hmm. That just blew my mind. And Halloween is for sure one of them. Yep. And, Absolutely. Oh man, that's so good. And so when you understand duality, like you essentially make yourself God. And what did Satan say? I will be like God, right? I mean, it's the same exact thing. Duality is the same belief of making you the determiner of where the line from good and evil is. Like, oh, you know, it's okay that you smoke a little bit of weed because I also do this, right? It's okay that I do a little bit of that because I also do all this other good stuff. You know, no, that's not like when you go to court, like they're not going to judge you based off of like the, the things you didn't do. Oh, you know, we're going to say, oh, you're a good person because of all the 50,000 people you didn't murder. They're going to judge you on the one that you did. They're going to like judge you on the one person you did murder. Like that's not, that's not how duality, like it's not practical in that sense. So yeah, anyways, that's a, that's a whole, maybe we'll do another show talking about that in more detail or something. No, that's, but, uh, that's really good. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Halloween specifically now, you know, 
because I'm just sitting here. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about like what it represents now as I'm hearing you talk. And it's like, there's no, there's no escaping. You drive down the street. I, I was just telling my husband this. I mm-hmm. down the street, our, our neighbors have like those big, the giant. the giant ones that I keep seeing all over Instagram that are from Home Depot and from Lowe's mm-hmm. and they're like $600 mm-hmm. a pop and they have like five of them on their lawns. I'm like, okay, wow. first of all, yeah, it's mm-hmm. an idol. Second of all, there is no, as I was starting to say, there is no skating around the fact that Halloween mm-hmm. in and of itself mm-hmm. is dark. And we mm-hmm. are to, and talk about duality, we are to serve a God of life. He is a God of life, and Halloween focuses on death. I don't care mm-hmm. what you think it was like a thousand years ago. Halloween yeah. today focuses on death. So should Absolutely. we really celebrate a mm-hmm. holiday where people decorate their front yards with tombstones? When no. literally Jesus defeated death. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. why are we playing with it? And people will use that as an excuse too. And it just, it grieves my spirit because it's not that it offends me. It just, it makes me sad Mm -hmm. that people are kind of watering down what Jesus Mm. did because they'll say the same thing as I'm saying is that, well, he defeated death. So these things are okay. It's like on the contrary, he defeated death. So we should be trampling the tombstones not putting them on our front lawn like why are Mm. we why are we participating in the very thing Mm. that he has come to defeat on our behalf Mm -hmm. at that like why are we why Mm. are we using grace as a Mm. reason to be to practice warm I, I didn't want to say the word. Yeah. Why are we using <laughs> grace as a, as a way to be lukewarm or practice duality? Like that's such, mm-hmm. I never thought of that point. Lukewarm yeah. is, is a cult duality. That's crazy. Yep. And like, and like people don't understand, like when you're um like, it says like in the word, like there's a verse that literally says, don't practice, you know, lukewarmness to the point of sinning. It, is it acceptable or whatever? I forget what the verse is, but there's a verse that talks about that and how that that's a, that's a problem leading people astray is practicing that sort of, you know, behavior of forgiveness. But like people always want to bring up that verse about what is it? Uh, uh, Romans where it talks about, I do the things I don't want to do. And the things I do, I don't do blah, blah, blah. And they try to go like, Oh, look, I, see, look, even, even he struggled with sin. It's Oh, look at that. No, dude, you don't understand. Read the whole chapter, read the whole thing. He's not talking about his struggle with sin. He's talking about, what the man of the world struggles with. And at the very end, he says, by, by Jesus, we have overcome this, this struggle, basically. He said, we don't have to deal with this struggle. What it is, is you learn to rebuke the demonic entities that influence us. And then that struggle starts to just kind of fall off. And you learn that, that those emotions that creep up on you when you capture every thought of the imagination that's wicked and you command it to leave and you command in the name of Jesus, get off me, go. Like the thoughts begin to leave, like, but, but, but people don't, they don't speak to the thoughts. Like it's a person. You got to learn to speak to the thoughts. Like it's a dog mm-hmm. or like it's a person because it's a demon. And that's how it is. Yeah. You tell it, I'm not going to be depressed in the name of Jesus. Get off me now. Go, go. And boom, it'll leave you. And you're like, whoa, that was, that was weird. Like it's just, just gone. And it, that's the freedom that Jesus brings us the freedom to not give into sin. The freedom to not continue in sin. Like it's, the, that means we can say, okay, I really want to give into this lust. I really want to give into this. I really, but in the name of Jesus, no done. Boom. It leaves. And that's the authority 
that Jesus is restored to you. Okay, and so so many people are like, oh, it's an excuse to keep on sinning and blah, blah, blah. It says we don't sin. The Bible says we don't sin. But if we do, he is faithful and just to forgive us. But it tells us we don't sin. We're not supposed to sin. Like it straight up tells you this. And I know it's like a, a harsh truth to a lot of people. A lot of Christians are going to like take this and be like, what? You're not supposed, yeah, you're not supposed to sin. I'm telling you right now, you're not, you're not supposed to sin. It doesn't mean that you can continue to sin. No, that struggle, that is you picking up your cross daily. That's what that verse means. Yeah. Okay. You're like, oh, but I really can't stop smoking. Oh, blah, blah, blah. okay. Yeah. Well, that's pick up your cross daily, bro. Like Jesus, that's what he's talking about. Like to resist the devil and he will flee. Like that's what the freedom Jesus brought is. Anyways, side yeah, tangent. The, yeah. He brought us freedom from sin, not freedom to sin, to sin. as we see fit. Like yes. where, where it, where it correlates because a lot of people are saying, oh, so what? We can't have fun on Halloween. Like, okay, there's another idol, fun. That's your flesh, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and you have to ask yourself, does the Holy Spirit think this is fun? Does the Holy Spirit find <sighs> whatever you're watching yes. on TV entertaining? Mm -hmm. Does the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit think whatever person that you're, that you're yoking yourself to is worth being yoked to? Like, do not think from your flesh we we are we are supposed to yield to the holy spirit and i'm not mm -hmm. saying supposed again in some legalistic way that's literally what the bible says mm -hmm. as you mentioned jesus says if we love him we will keep his commandments and it just blows my mind how many christians people that mm -hmm. profess faith and and love and belief in what Jesus did on the cross and who he is and who he made them to be and who they're supposed to be, who he says they're supposed to be because of him, are going to bat over Halloween, trying to justify mm -hmm. the origins, trying to justify mm -hmm. the fact, oh, did Anton mm -hmm. LaVey actually say that uh, did did he really say that oh thanks for all the parents loves halloween. letting their kids come out on halloween to worship <laughs> the devil once a year he didn't actually says that there's no credible source why are we defending the founder of the church of satan like i just don't <laughs> i cannot understand it for the life of me because that freedom that he gave us mm -hmm. The freedom that he gave us. And then Romans 13, 12 tells us to put away the deeds of darkness. And that light mm -hmm. has nothing in common with the darkness. 2 Corinthians 6, 14. So perhaps instead of trying to defend Anton LaVey, perhaps instead of trying to defend someone's right to celebrate Halloween as a born-again believer, we should instead be, as you said, picking up our cross, asking ourselves, taking it to our prayer closet, what does it really look like to pick up our cross and follow Jesus, to walk holy as he is holy. And for the record, mm -hmm. no, we aren't preaching a works-based gospel. Mm -mm. You are saved by grace through faith, but James is clear that your works are evidence of that faith. And as I said at yeah. the beginning of this, is it really a good mm -hmm. witness to the world? Is it really a good witness to the world of Jesus to participate in things of the world because a lot of Do people not be of the world right brian i don't know if you've had this experience uh -huh. but i've had a lot of people tell me as i've been kind of prepping for this episode and just in general the past couple weeks have been making it more of a point to say like hey no halloween please um people have been telling me <laughs> that they use halloween uh -huh. like they'll dress up their kids with other kids in the neighborhood and use that as a way to share the gospel. But the way I see it is we don't have to look like <laughs> the world to reach the world. 
So how do you no. feel about that kind of mindset is like we can we can kind of redeem it by being Christian in the Halloween atmosphere. Like what is your take on that? Oh man, I mean, you don't have to participate. It's like, oh, well, you know, guys, I go to sex parties to witness to all the people at the sex parties. Like <laughs> you're like what? Like this is not acceptable. Like think about think about the 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 concept of this. You know, like like do we have to resemble God calls you to be a peculiar people, okay? It says in the word, you are a peculiar people, he says. Okay? So he calls you to be noticeably different, to be recognizably different, okay? Like, do you have to dress up to like infiltrate? Like, oh, I'm going to sneak in and look like all the pagan uh, idolaters and pervert the image of myself that God made me in. Because it's really what it is. Like, like all of this worship is is perverting the image of God that you're created in. And so it's like, oh, I'm going to do that just so I can sneak in and work. Dude, dope. Don't, that's not what you do. I'm going to give you a solution right now. You want to witness to people, go stand out on your driveway, put some free Bibles out, Okay. Stand out your driveway, and I know it sounds like extreme, but just go stand out there and be like, hey, yo, listen, we're not giving out candy, but like, I'll pray for you. Like, do you guys have any pain in your body? Do you guys have any sickness in your body? Like, let me pray right now and see if it leaves you, you know? And they're gonna be like, they're gonna be like, what? And you're gonna be like, yeah, let me pray right now. This is Mark 16, 17, guys. It says, these signs will follow those that believe. You wanna, you wanna see something happen, go do what you're told to do. Like Mark 16, 17. These signs, in my name, they will drive out demons. It says they will speak in new tongues. They will lay their hands on sick people and they will get well. Okay, these are things that are you're told that you will do. So like, it, it, like go put it to, to the test. Go sit out on your street corner. That's not for go. today, Brian. <laughs> it's, too, it's too intense. It's too intense for people. Yeah, go test it. Go see if it works. Go see if it works. Because honestly, like, you, the, I, I did, I, the first person I prayed for, I was not holy. I was not righteous fully, but I prayed for him and oh my Gouda, did it work. And I saw the demon come out of the guy and I was not expecting that at all. I was not, I was way, I was way over my head when I did that. So the Bible says he moves you from glory to glory. Okay. So whatever level of, of glory you're at right now, God's revealing this to you right now. As you're watching this right now, mm -hmm. God is revealing this understanding to you. That's why you're watching it. Okay. And so that means you're already ready. You're already there. So like, go and see what happens because like it, like I'm saying right now, go on your street corner, stand in your, end of your driveway, have some free Bibles and be like, Hey guys, and don't judge people for their costume. Like, do you judge people for them wearing the Nike symbol on their shirt? Even though the Nike is like the idolatry of Saturn. It's like literally owed to Satan, but like, we don't judge them for that. You probably wear Nikes as Christians. Like, so, you know, whatever, like, it's not like you're, you're giving homage to this. Like what you're doing is like, you're just standing out and saying, Hey, look, I don't got candy. Be like, Paul, you know, I, I don't got healing money and whatever I have, but what I do have, stand up and walk, you know, be like, Hey, do you got any sickness in your family and your sickness in your body? Can I pray for you guys? Like, and just love them, love people. Love is what you need to do. Not resent, not, I'm not going to do this and uh, we're prudent or whatever. Like use this time as like a witnessing thing. Like people are going to walk by and be like, prayer, you're going to pray for me. Like, but if you. If you're like, yeah, do you got sickness in your body? Like your arm is hurting or something? Like listen to what the Lord is telling you. And then just, and then put your hand there and just like say, Lord, you says in your word, Mark 16, 17, these signs will follow those who believe. So right now I believe and I'm praying for healing for this person in the name of Jesus, be well and watch what will happen. I'm telling you right now, go try it. 
You think I'm joking? Go, tr go try it. Because it will cha real radically change your perspective. And you're going to be like, wait, this is real? Oh, yeah, it's real. Oh, yeah, it's real. Because so it that's, the that's same my... yesterday, today, and forever, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so, they, yeah, definitely a, a thing to, to consider. <laughs> and I agree. That's a much better witness than going to trunk or treat at your mm -hmm. local church. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know, I'll tell you something interesting. You know, I pray for a lot of people and I pray for a lot of Christians and non-Christians. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't really like praying for Christians, to be completely honest, um, because they, they don't receive it very well. But it's amazing to pray for non-Christians because you, they receive it like that. And I see miracles and healing and miraculous things happen with non-Christian people like instantly, instantly. Well, you pray for a Christian person, they don't get well. And you want to know why? I'll tell you right now. Because the Lord is already speaking to us. He speaks to us all the time. He's already spoken something to a lot of the Christians. They're just not listening. Mm. They neglected it and they rejected it. So why is the Lord going to heal you and do something in your life? Why is the Lord going to heal you if it's just going to convey your perspective of the wrong view of the Lord that you already have? You're not honoring him. The Bible says healing is the children's bread. Okay, the children's bread. That means like, you know, you got to be being a child of God. You got to be doing the things he's called you to. God's just going to heal you so you can go sit on your couch and be a couch potato for the rest of your life. If God heals you, you better get up and like serve him. You better do something like, you know, people that don't do that, like they get healed. And like, you know, months later, they'll come back. Oh, my sickness came back, brother. Oh, whatever, Lord. I guess it's just my, my cup. You know, it's like, dude, did you go and start witnessing like you're supposed to? Did you, you know, the Bible says they overcome the enemy by what? The blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So if you get a testimony because you've seen, because you healed somebody and, or you got healed, you're supposed to go tell everyone. That's how you overcome the enemy. You tell every single person, every single person, every single, and then they go, wait, that happened to you? Maybe, maybe that can happen for me. And you're like, you're like, yeah, that sure can. Let me pray for you right now. And boom, you get another testimony. And then that testimony you carry and you tell people and tell people and they get a testimony, right? And then you keep sharing that. And then all of a sudden another person's like, wait, that happened for them? Do you, do you think maybe it could happen for me? Let's pray right now and find out. Bam, another one. That's how it goes. That's the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. But the minute Christians get testimonies, a lot of times you sit on it and you don't share your testimony. You forget about it. You became negligent to your testimony, to what the Lord had done for you. And then guess what? You're not going to see miracles. You're not going to see people get healed. You're mm -hmm. not going to see demons cast out. You're not sharing your testimony and the blood of the lamb. You're not doing what the Bible's already told you to do. And so a lot of Christians, they get sick and the sickness hangs on to them because the Lord already commanded them to do something and they're neglecting it. And so when I pray for Christians, a non-Christian, I, I can pray and boom, like instantly, I can touch a guy. I don't even have to touch people. I can pray for somebody who's non-Christian, just put my hand up and just say like, Lord, touch them. Boom. And they'll get like healed. They'll get delivered. Demons come out. They'll get free. If you're a Christian, though, it's like I have to like teach you. I'd like teach you so much. I have to like try to be like, Lord, what is it that they're missing that you want me to say to them? And I have to like pray and be like, okay, the Lord's telling me this. And then I, it's like it's so much more work and time and like prayer and effort to pray for the the Christian people than it is for the not Christian. So if you're going out trunk or treating, or if you're going out, you know, on your on your street corner, and you want kids to walk by the non Christian people that are coming by. You pray for them, you're going to see the most miraculous things happen. It's odd. It's like easy pickings in a sense. Like, oh. yeah. Anyways, there's some, <laughs> there's some understanding of, of how healing works a little bit. Yeah.
And I love that we're like going there. This keeps happening like the past three or four podcasts that I've done. It just the conversation just goes in this direction automatically. That's what the Holy Spirit is really (laughs) pressing into the body right now. It's just called healing podcast. Yeah. Um, So what is what is because I'm looking at both Mm -hmm. your notes and mine right now Mm -hmm. for this episode, trying to like veer us back Mm -hmm. to what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what Mm -hmm. what about if you're because I see this in the chat, too. um, What if my child dresses in a like in a wholesome costume? It's still a violation of the second commandment or, you know, let's talk about that. Okay. So there's, there's a thing. Let's talk about wearing masks real quick. Okay. So there's, there's a, yeah, there's a part of an Exodus 20. Okay. It says, uh, Exodus 20 is obviously make no image in the form of anything in heaven above and earth beneath the waters below. That's the second commandment. Right. And then let's talk about, um, John 11, one, it says, beloved, do not imitate evil, but imitate good. Whoever does good is from God. Whoever does evil has not seen God. Okay. You have not seen God. Mm. Okay. So if you're participating in evil, the reason why people even want to partake in evil is usually because they've not experienced the power of God in a lot of ways, unfortunately. And that's why they just, they, they think it's acceptable. And so they need to get filled with the Holy spirit in a very intense way. But uh, Thessalonians five, one, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. So we're supposed to imitate God. All right. And then um, you're not supposed to be imitating, you know, darkness. Okay. But when it comes to imitating, let's play, let's talk about dress up a little. The appearance of evil. I want to talk about this in First Thessalonians. Abstain from every form of evil. Abst- or another translation, abstain from all appearance of evil. Okay. We're done. Show's over. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like you said. <laughs> The, uh, but no, the, uh, appearance of evil guys, like you, you don't want to have any kind of appearance of evil. This is very important. And Isaiah five twenty, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those. So this is everything that we're trying to turn. You're trying to make evil things into good. Okay. And, uh, Ephesians four twenty seven, and give no opportunity uh, to the devil deuteronomy this is a weird one uh, this 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 is an interesting one but i want to share this with you so in deuteronomy 22 5 a woman not, must not wear men's clothing nor a man wear woman's clothing for the lord your god detests anyone who does this okay so cross-dressing is not acceptable basically according to the bible and the lord god detests it do you think because he sent his son jesus his opinion of detesting cross-dressing has changed like, do you think he's, he's just like, well, no, Jesus is there. So I'm okay with cross-dressing now. I'm acceptable. Let me, let me put it in this way. Like, let's say your school was like, we're going to have a cross-dress day and transgender day. And I want every, all the boys to dress as girls and all the girls to dress as boys. And the teachers are going to do a pole dancing uh, routine as a cross-dresser. Like all the teachers are going to do this for your children. Would you be disgusted? Like, I mean, would you be like, that would be terrible, right? But we, but we, that's because we look at, uh, sexuality and we're like okay this is a detestable evil thing we don't look at idolatry the same way though unfortunately and we should we need to recognize that god created you in an image an image to represent him right god creating his image he wants us to be pure and holy and sanctified okay and then so that's that's just like silly to mention it now i'm going to mention one more verse this is kind of a not so popular verse but uh zaphaniah 1 8 
Okay. On that day, the uh, on that day of judgment, so we're talking about in the end times, says the Lord, I will punish the leaders and the princes of Judah and all those following pagan uh, customs. Okay. All those following pagan customs and some other things today, all the sons and all those who array themselves in foreign attire. Okay. So the dress up in pagan or foreign clothing costumes. It's literally talking about costumes. Okay. Foreign attire, things that you're dressing. I try to look up the words in uh, Greek and, or in a, uh, I think it was in uh, Hebrew in that one that I was looking up, trying to find out what the word meant in Hebrew, the foreign attire, but it, it's, it's like ah, now fairy or so, it's some, some similar word to other stuff, but it basically just means like, if you're dressing up in things that are not of yourself, okay? And it's it's interesting that that verse is there, that the Lord's gonna punish these people. And it's not like, it's not like we're looking at this and being like, oh, so if you dress up in a costume, God's gonna punish you. No, it's just, it's just telling you like, don't dress up in pagan stuff. And uh, don't follow, do not follow the world. So now, now let's talk about, you know, dressing up as something good, I guess. I guess we can kind of more address that in more detail. Um, but do not follow the world. Okay. And it says, do not love the world or anything in the world. Okay. First John, uh, two 15 through 16 for if anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in them. Okay. That's what it straight up says. Do not love the world or the things of the world. Halloween is a thing of the world. I'm sorry. It's pretty obvious that it is for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes. And the pride of life is not of the father, but of the world. So many people, what is the lust of the eyes? The lust of the eyes is literally the, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes. It's talking about what you want to look at guys. It doesn't necessarily mean like, you know, sexual perversions. It's the lust of the eyes. Like, oh, I want to dress up like this. Cause it's pretty. I want it to look mm. like this, whatever. You know, I want to be this. That's lust of the eyes. It's still things of the world. Like, that's literally what we're doing. Like, what's wrong with just being what you, who you are and wearing what you wear? You know, like, it, do, do we have to, like, constantly be, you know, dressed up in some form to, like, be something or dress up as Abraham? I think that would be, I mean, honestly, like, if people dress up as, like, Abraham or Sarai or something, I would be, it would be such a, that's idolization. It's still idolization. You're still idolizing the same, you're idolizing somebody else. You know, and it's like you almost said idolizing the saints. That's going to make a certain demographic of Christians pretty mad. <laughs> oh, it, you know, it, it, here's the interesting thing. I'm going to tell you right now, like when it comes to that particular subject, we should probably mention a little bit of it. Yeah, there's a statue at the Vatican. OK, guys, there's a statue of Moses at the Vatican. Have you guys, have you seen it? He's got horns. No, have you seen Moses. Yeah. Look up Moses statue Vatican. OK, there's a statue of Vatican with horns on his head. Okay. And there's a mistranslation. Say what? Interesting. <laughs> yes. There's a mistranslation. He's got two horns. They're like sideways a little one's a little bit sideways. And he's got two women that are shorter on his sides, on his left and right sides. And supposedly it's Rachel and Leah, his great, 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 great grandmother and step grandmother, I guess. I don't know. Like, why would Moses be a giant next to two women that are smaller than him? That are his great, 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 great grandfather, grandparent, grandmother and step grandmother. Okay. Jacob's two wives. It ain't Moses guys. That ain't Moses. That's Zeus. And Zeus has horns. 
Zeus has two women that is his favored wives, okay? It's Zeus in the Vatican, and they tell you it's Moses. It ain't Moses. It's pretty obvious who that is. He's got horns. And if you look into the stuff that about that, you can find the, the connection to Zeus with horns. Just type in Zeus with horns. You'll see all the depictions of him. And you realize they told you that those were those saints. Those are just relabeled saints. That's all they are. Those are relabeled. Like all the, I think Paul, they relabeled Paul from uh, Hermes or whatever and remade him into Hermes and all the statues. It was pagan. Those are pagan temples that they relabeled. Okay, guys, that's what they did in the vat in the Catholic Church rebranded and relabeled a bunch of pagan temples and they relabeled the statues in the pagan temples into saints. Yeah. Wow. So idolatry. Yeah. Um to that point before we move on from it cuz I wrote something down about dressing up as like what if I'm a what if my like little boy's a fireman or I don't know, a policeman or something. It's Romans 16:19 says that we need to be wise to what is good and innocent of evil. So to that point, it's like, well, okay, you let your kid dress up as something that appears innocuous, like a fireman, for instance, but it's still letting the child participate in Halloween at all. Mm -hmm. So even dressed as a fireman, like that's sending the kid a mixed message that it's okay oh, yeah. to participate in this holiday. That, it, that mm -hmm. it can be whatever you make it. And then that comes back to ultimately leaning on your own understanding, mm -hmm. which we are told not to do. And then that comes back to what we talked about toward the beginning of just like duality, right? And it's ultimately that's someone in the chat mentioned this and I liked it a lot is that ultimately that duality mindset, it's like some things are okay, but some things aren't kind of just based on my mm -hmm. own standards of goodness, which Christians shouldn't mm -hmm. judge at all. Um, yeah. That mindset mm. is double-mindedness, which mm. we are yep. explicitly told in scripture that we are to not have at all. We're told to keep mm -hmm. our eye single on Jesus. Yeah. So how can your eye be single on Jesus, but then also like, oh, but I just want to take my kid to trunk or treat <laughs> this month. Um, and it's not, I don't know, it's just not the, the heart posture that mm -hmm. is that is like representative of someone who is really and i get i'm not here to question anyone's salvation or say anyone's not saved. No. it's just like the heart posture mm -hmm. you know it's 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 like figuring out oh what if he's a fireman how close can we get to the line without actually crossing it when mm -hmm. i just want to encourage to my brothers and sisters in the faith of the body of christ what if our heart posture was like, how can I look more like Jesus today? Not how close can I get to the line mm. of something? It's like, actually, mm -hmm. it's not like how, how close can I get to crossing? It's like, how close can I get to the cross itself kind of thing? Mm. Good. And I think Good. if we were just to really be honest with ourselves and mm -hmm. examine that and stop getting into all of this like nitty grittiness with like the what is Halloween? What isn't Halloween? Because I just see so much of that on my feed. It's like, can we just get back to the cross? Like what, what would it look like to actually pick that up to get to Jesus, to walk holy mm -hmm. as he is holy, ignore everything else. You know what I mean? Yep. And the way I see it, it's like justifying mm -hmm. Halloween participation with Jesus' sacrifice, with the freedom that we've been talking about. It just sounds mm -hmm. more like taking advantage of him than abiding in him. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Yeah, and it's it's not it's not conforming to the world. 
Like, right. I mean, I mean, it's, it's literally like, is. yeah, exactly. And it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that the testing of your, uh, the testing of you may discern what is the will of God. Right. What is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God? Right. Okay. It literally is telling you discern, like you got to learn to discern what is the will of God. You don't even know what the will of God is until you discern what the will of God is. Do you understand? Like people think, oh, I've read the Bible. I know what the will of God is. No, you don't. The Bible tells you to discern it. Like you got, you got to like check it out. You got to like seek it and you got to pray. You got to like, you know, try to understand like what God is saying. Like you got to have the Holy Spirit to teach you. So yeah, anyways, mm. um, there's, let's mention, I want to mention this in first Peter four, three through six. It says, uh, for you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do. The verse says, okay, <laughs> for the time, for the time that has passed suffices for doing what the Gentiles uh, want to do, living in sexualities, passions, drunkenness, orgies, uh, drinking parties, and lawless uh, idolatry or lawless uh, drunkenness. Yeah. And idolatry with respect to this. They are surprised when you do not join them in the same flood of debauchery. I love that verse because it like it's like all the Christians are like, you're not going to you're not going to dress up for Halloween. No, I'm not. I'm not like I, I spent a lot of time participating in that and idolatry and everything. So I'm not going to do that, you know, and then it's like it straight up says it. they're surprised and they uh, malign uh, you, uh, but they will give. Uh, account to him who is ready to judge the living uh, it says the living and the dead for this is why the gospel was pre preached even to those who are dead and that the that through judged that through though judged in the flesh the way people are they might live in the spirit the way God does huh. God the Bible's <laughs> telling you to live in the spirit it's telling you that you need to live in the spirit. You need to be aware in the spirit, not just like functioning in some, you know, rule given ideology or whatever. It's just so yeah. funny because it says mm. it right there. <laughs> it's pretty clear when you when you read it, oh but it's it's gosh. it's all the, the distortion that people think that they can get away with sinning and it's acceptable. But God's already telling you not to. And also, you know, to another point, I, I want to keep going with these notes. I'm following along with you, but. I just thought of how people are like, well, you know, like we're Christians, we're free, you know, Jesus has overcome the world. All those things are true, but it's like, why are you trying to really like make them like suck all the life you can out of, out of this life when we know what's coming? Like we have heaven to look forward to. Why are we trying to do to to have all the things and be all the things and do all the things of the world when we are literally mm -hmm. going to heaven like our again i single we're going to heaven like there is the narrow road that leads <laughs> to life it mm -hmm. is narrow broad is the road that leads to, why are we trying to soak up all that we can from the broad road just because mm. we can when we really yep, can't preach, you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> it's like preach, look forward to what's coming and, and what, what we're promised. Like it is so good. What we are promised from Jesus. And it's like, why do you want, why do you want what the prince of the world has to offer <laughs> when the savior of humanity is offering you eternity? Life is this short and eternity is like this. 
Mm-hmm. And so it's just not worth it to just, you know, and I, and I, that's not even just in the context of Halloween. It's like those little things mm-hmm. that, and there's things with, I'm even going to publicly like admit it because I'm in a process <laughs> of sanctification. There's little things I'm like, oh, I don't want to give it up, but it's like, why? Just give it up. Just lay it at the yep. foot of the cross. Mm-hmm. He is worth it. He is worthy. There is nothing of this world mm-hmm. that is worth holding on to that he is not going to replace with himself, which is so much yep. greater. Mm-hmm. Guys, give up Halloween. Yep. Anyway, let's keep going. Give up Halloween. Yeah, because... yeah the, uh, the, the interesting thing is like he's moving us all from glory to glory. When you stop giving things up, you either are reached a level of holiness where you're going to start putting things into your life, but like, or you're wrong. Or you've gone dead. Like you like honestly, like you should constantly be giving things up. Back in the day, dude, they sacrificed the best that they had, okay, to God. What have you sacrificed? Like people don't people don't think about it that way. Like, dude, like like God still appreciates you and your efforts to honor him in sacrifice. Like that was the first thing he did. He had me destroy dude. I had a huge video game collection. After I burned my other video games, I went and took an axe to it. Just like axed all my video game collection. Mm-hmm. And then I sold some of the last ones because he told me, okay, I can sell the rest. But like, but like, dude, like God, like I sacrificed like some of my like self and my desires and my will. And that's why God rewards you. If you want re- rewards in your life, you want anointing, you want to be able to cast out demons, you want to heal people, give up some stuff, go sacrifice, go, go listen to the things he's been telling you to stop doing and stop having. Okay. God will honor it when you give it up. Like, and people are like, Oh, but I don't know. I don't know if that was going to really work. God's going to honor it. God's going to honor it because you gave it up to honor him, regardless of whether he was really telling you to to get rid of it or not. Right. Get rid of it. Get rid of it because you don't need it in your life. He wants to transform you. He wants to move you from glory to glory. So right now you're at this glory, but there's a whole nother level of glory up here. And even one above that and above that. And and he's going to keep taking you through steps. And that's how he's going to renew the mind and he's going to renew you. Yes. Anyways. And again, just because someone's going to clip this again, we aren't <laughs> saying you can earn salvation, but I think no. it's evidenced in scripture. You can earn favor in a sense. Mm. Like people think that the old Testament mm. is com- like, I'm rereading it right now. And they think it's completely irrelevant because mm-hmm. of the cross, but there is so much wisdom in the old Testament and we have it for a reason. The, the, Absolutely. the things that mm-hmm. they did and were willing mm-hmm. to do at the just at the at the voice of God, at, just at any given moment. I mean, sacrificing their own kids, even not that he made them do it, mm. but, you know, like to the point where you're putting your own child on an altar. Like, yep. I want I want to be like that in love with Jesus that I would just <laughs> that I would put anything on the mm. altar for him. Because that's truly mm. what he's worth mm-hmm. to me. Because look at what he's done for us. Like there's no mm-hmm. one else that could have given us eternal life or saved us from hell, but he did. Um, yep. So to that point, again, give up Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give up Halloween. Uh, be 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 particular to God. God wants you to be holy, and so so we can mention that in First Peter two nine. It says, "But uh, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and." holy nation a particular people he calls you that you uh should forth the the praises to him who hath called you out of darkness into the marvelous light okay he called you to be a particular people he doesn't didn't call you to look like the world 
and to be like, you know, all, you know, disguised in and try to, oh, I'm going to secretly preach Jesus while I go to these horrible events. Like God tells you to call you away from it all. He calls you away from everything. In Deuteronomy 7, 6, it says, for you are a holy people to the Lord, your God. He, God calls you a holy people. Okay. It says he wants you to be a holy people. As a holy person, does God need you to dress up as some demon to go witness to somebody? No, he's called you to be holy. Okay, it says you are holy people of God, for the Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. Okay, First Peter 1, 15 through 16, but he who has called you is holy. You also be holy in all conduct, in all conduct, because it is written, be holy for I am holy. Okay, God's literally telling you this. And, and Titus 2, 14, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify uh, for himself his own special people. Zealous for good works. You're supposed to be zealous for good works. You're supposed to be like, yes, I don't want to participate in that wickedness. Wow. Yes, I don't want to participate in, in that demonology stuff. Wow. Like, I don't want to be celebrating Halloween. You're supposed to be zealous for good works. Wow. Can we just copy and paste that verse to everyone that tells me to like calm down with zeal <laughs> as a new believer? Yes, um, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, man. And uh, I think what it, you know, all of this, I, I think the point that I just continue to harp on, like I told you on the phone earlier, is that it's just that heart posture of John the Baptist. We must uh -huh. decrease so he may increase like it's all about jesus it's yep, absolutely just, and if it's not all about jesus that's really something you need to take to the prayer closet like both brian and i keep saying take it to the lord take it You're to god offended, take it to the lord if 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 you, He'll tell if you, you. know he's convicting mm -hmm. you of something take it to him mm -hmm. you don't have the veil we don't have to go to the priest to go to the lord the lord's speaking to everyone right now it says it says that god speaks in dreams and in visions. And it says that he speaks in this still small voice. Okay. And it says he speaks once then twice, but man perceives it not. That's what it says. Hmm. It says he speaks once and twice, but man perceives it not. So the Lord's speaking to you now, right now, like through both of us, like what God is speaking to you. But, but a lot of times you perceive it not, unfortunately. Okay. Because you're not listening. You're not paying attention to the spirit. You got to learn to listen to the spirit. If you want to like the spiritual worlds around you everywhere, guys, but like, you don't, we don't naturally see it. You're just so caught up in the physical nature that you don't see the spiritual world. It's not until you start casting out demons and start recognizing the spirit of God. that all of a sudden the spiritual world starts like looking like the matrix. And you're like, Whoa, like, I didn't even know that this was here. And it's like a whole other reality starts coming forward. And you recognize that there is a total spiritual battle going on around us every day, all the time. In every every Home Depot, like my buddy uh, JT has a video going through Home Depot, filming all those giant those giant statue things, and like one of the witches literally saying, "I'm casting a spell on you." Like the witch is programmed to say this. It ain't a joke. Like it's literally happening. <laughs> like as the the uh, aut autonomous robot is doing this, you know, like this is this is spelling at work. This is a spiritual world at work going on around us all the time. So yeah. And like, but, if you uh, see into that spiritual uh, realm, who do you think 
of the two, because the Bible's very clear that there's two kingdoms, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. Which kingdom mm-hmm. do you think is, is, is being served when a Christian is, is participating in Halloween or justifying Halloween? Who is that? Who is that glorifying? Which kingdom takes the W in that case? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's so it's so ridiculous. But it, you know, a lot of people are going to want to bring up like the let's bring up the Titus one fifteen. This is to the pure, all things are pure, but to the defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. But but uh, but both their minds and their consciences are defiled. Uh, but does that mean murder is okay now? Is that what that verse means? Because people are like, oh, to the pure, all things are pure. Like, oh, really? So does that mean idolatry is okay now? Does that mean murder is okay? Does that mean you know, stealing's okay now because it's pure. It's all pure. So I'm a Christian and I'm, I think Halloween's okay. Cause I use it for good things. So it's pure to me. So it's all pure, bro. Like read your Bible. <laughs> that's what you need to do. That's all I need to tell you is go read your Bible. Like that's all, that's all the argument there is. Cause like, honestly, it's pretty obvious Yeah. that that's not the case. That goes actually hand in hand. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that verse. Another <laughs> verse that people like to use. And I get this all the time with yoga as well. The verse Mm-hmm. Um, where I forget where it is exactly where Paul sa- is talking about the sacrificed meat to idols and he says mm-hmm. like oh it's like uh, you know something about it being clean um, mm-hmm. if it's unclean to you oh if it's like unclean to you basically don't eat it but it can be clean to another so it's mm-hmm. okay because like in my opinion Halloween is clean first of all <laughs> it's like a completely different context and he's talking about yeah, yeah. F- uh, meat food. sacrificed to idols food and <laughs> also what they never do is go down a couple more verses where it says, don't do anything that would cause a brother or sister to stumble. So don't actually yep. eat the meat if it causes your brother or sister to stumble. They never want to mention that part of the verse. It's just about all about me, 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 my flesh, what I want. What about mm-hmm. your brothers and sisters in the faith that are going to see you out on Halloween participating, especially your newer brothers and sisters in the faith? It sends a mixed message, just like it sends a mixed message to the kid that you let dress up as Iron Man and still go out with all his friends who are dressed up as witches, by the way. It's sending that mixed message when we Mm. are, how many times can I say, keep your eyes single, walk the narrow road, just do live Mm. unto God, do all things unto God. And then you Mm -hmm. won't have this discrepancy of, well, what's clean, what's unclean. It's like, just do what, do what's righteous by God. Yeah. And, and, And like, honestly, people don't even understand, like, what is the purpose of Halloween if not to pervert the image that God has created you in? Like, what is the purpose? Like, we can talk a little bit about some crazy stuff. You want to get into some like, you know, concepts that are a little bit out there on the fringe. Like, but like this whole concept of Halloween masking, I, I don't know how many people have heard of this, but they, they tell you it's so that the spirits don't recognize you. The spirits, the spirits don't recognize you. Are you sure it's because the spirits don't recognize you? Because you know what costumes back in the day were? They were animal heads. They looked a whole lot like Egyptian uh, hybridization of animal humans, like Nephilim. They look like goat man. They look like, uh, you know, satyrs and centaur looking things. And you're like, huh, this is what animal. That's why you see these animal mask participation going on. That's what this is from. It's from the root origins of hybridization of animals and humans. And this is where you get into like all kinds of stuff, which you can watch my documentary on ancient angels. If you want to learn some crazy stuff about that, because I'll break that down in more detail. But the human hybridization, it was basically like God created you in an image. And then Satan said, oh, God, you created you. I will be like God. How about God? You created man and you created goat. Well, how about goat man? 
this is my this is my image this is satan how about you created fish and you created donkey goat fish donkey you know like this is what satan was doing he was like hybridizing and mutating creatures and creating things that were that were not to be he was perverting the image of god mm -hmm. okay you're supposed to be keep that image of god pure like and so halloween is paying homage to this this once ritual of perverting the image of god it's like a laughable horrible time that they're that they're putting out there to like you know throw it in the face the perversion of god and this is what was hiding from the spirits were because if we talk about this we can talk about kidnapping i'm going to tell you a little bit about kidnapping and like people think kidnapping originally was like children getting taken okay kidnapping is not that kidnapping is the same as alien abduction it's the kids that are doing the napping it's the aliens that are doing the abduction well who are the kids well you don't know this because people don't read ancient history don't read their bible kids are the children of the goat what's the children of the goat oh yeah the goats and the sheeps the children of the goat are the ones from satan the seed of satan are the kids the kids are the seed of satan the hybridization animal human hybrids okay they were the kidnappers okay they would show up the seeds of satan would show up and they would steal you and take you like pan the goat man the goat god pan this is where you get the word panic from okay panic is from panaeon in the region in where he pan actually lived and this goat human hybrid thing would show up out of the trees and he would kidnap you he would kidnap your children and he would take you away and they would eat you and kill you or whatever and then when christians showed up they had this authority to push these things out into the woods and they shoot them all off because they gave them the authority that jesus brought us but like when you this is a whole nother subject that goes into like deep deep stuff that we'd have to break down but it talks about this stuff when you start reading ancient writings and reading ancient stuff pertaining to this and you recognize what the nephilim hybrids were but this is this pagan ritual of wearing animal masks was to blend in to the animal human hybrids so that way you didn't that way you didn't get kidnapped so that way you weren't taken okay and that's that was one of the the practices so you're wearing this animal head this mutated and they would put fur and hair on these things to try to disguise themselves from like invasions because these kidnapping waves would like come into uh, towns and like try to like steal people and steal children and this is actually one of the many origins of halloween not just Samhain. okay there's 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 multiple origins that get mixed into this. There's ones mm. with Guy Fox that get mixed into this. There's parts of this that get mixed into it. There's so many origins. There's so many like rituals that have all kind of bled into this concept that we now call Halloween. It's evolved so much over time, but this is literally, it, it's all about perverting the image of God, paying homage to fallen angel, hybrid Nephilim demons. Okay. Werewolves are Nephilim or, you know, demons like vampires. This is demon Nephilim genetic hybridization stuff and this is a whole nother subject that is again ancientangelsmovie.com you can watch the documentary if you want to learn about yes. that but anyways but yeah that's what a lot of this stuff comes from it's the perversion of god's image satan's been doing it from the beginning he's been trying to pervert your image it's the same reason why like you know people that get really demonized and get into satanism they like start stretching their ears they start putting all the, the piercings in their face they get tattoos all over their face and they get tattoos all over their body it's all a perversion of the image that god created you in mm -hmm. they're trying to do that they're tr they want satan wants to pervert the image of man and so like halloween is the same exact thing it's a day celebrating the perversion of the image of man 
That's mm-hmm. straight up what it is. Anyways, that's, that's some crazy, crazy talk stuff there. I'm glad you mentioned <laughs> that. No, that was so good. If you want to jam more on that kind of thing, we can. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to mention this because I, I wanted mm-hmm. to mention it earlier, mm-hmm. but I forgot. Um, I told you on the phone that I wanted to bring this point up. And you talking about perversion is the perfect segue for it because it is all... And ultimately, like, Satan's truly not that creative. Like, he uses the same tactic in just a bunch of different modalities. But his whole goal mm-hmm. is to ultimately pervert the image of God to and, and to corrupt the word of God, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, people in church will always cheer whenever the topic of transgenderism or the LGBTQ Mm. community comes up. Like, we can't let them have our kids. We won't let them pervert our kids. We won't let them change their gender. We won't let them cut Mm. them up. And it's like these same parents are so against the perversion, the spirit Mm. of perversion, until it's in the context of Halloween. Because it's the same parents, and I'm not trying to accuse anyone or throw anyone under the bus. If that's you, you know it. Again, take it to the Lord. But they will cheer Mm -hmm. and then be the same ones taking their kids out on Halloween because it's like the spirit of witchcraft is still perversion because ultimately witchcraft is manipulation. That's what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And so it's the same Mm -hmm. spirit, but it's it's kind of a a pun. It's dressed up as something else. Right? Well, it's not witchcraft. It's it's actually it's actually not arts and crafts. It's magic arts and witchcraft. But people are like, oh, it's arts and crafts. No, it's not. It's magic arts and witchcraft. Because craft is to pervert, is to twist, it's to bend Ugh. to your will. It's not the will of God. It's the will of yourself. That's what crafting is. That's what it means. So you're sitting there like, oh, we make our costumes. Oh. Congratulations, witchcraft. More <laughs> like you're oh. like, oh, okay. Like that's literally what you're doing. You're like participating in it even further. Wow. And so Do you have any more on that? Yeah. Um I know like the origins weren't our main focus, but people are asking. People want to talk about the origin. You know, that there is so much, honestly, when it goes into it. Like I it's not something that I even want to talk about. Like I talk about the origins a lot of stuff on my channel and on my page. Like I talk about the origins of a lot of things. You know, when I started looking at the origins of witchcraft and the, or sorry, the origins of Samhain and, and Halloween and all this stuff, it goes back way further. There was like All Hallows Eve. Originally, it was like a day that was actually celebrating uh, All Hallows Day. You know, it was celebrating the holy people. And then it became All Hallows Eve, which is the end of all the holy people, which it, it like it changed because it was like it's being perverted constantly. It was like a celebration of the saints that were murdered. Okay, guys, it was a murdering, like a celebration of murdering saints that died, you know, that were not given, you know, credence or uh, acknowledgement. And that's what the day originally, one of the other origins of the original day was. And so like, you know, you get into like other origins of Samhain, which is also like another uh, origin story. And there's like the, Nor- the Norse, uh, you know, component story that's all blended into one thing and in fact I'll, i'm gonna read you guys something even more interesting so this is actually out of the book of jubilees now this gets real interesting because the book of jubilees it ain't in the bible okay so i'm gonna read you guys a book oh no he's reading a biblical text it's not in the bible but i'm gonna read you guys this interesting stuff this isn't a second temple period okay so um i think the book of jubilees was also found in the dead sea scrolls so for all those that want to argue with me Go for it. Um, but this is a very interesting text found in the book of Jubilees. It says, 
For this reason, the years will come upon them. This is talking about in the end times. For this reason, the years will come upon them when they will disturb the order and make the abominable day the day of testimony and the unclean day a feast day. And they will confound all the days, the holy with the unclean and the unclean day with the holy. That's the prophecy about the end time that comes from the book of Jubilees that most Christians won't even read that book, but it's pretty darn spot on. Kind of makes you think about Christmas and everything a little bit when it says that, because it straight up says we're gonna. there will be a time in the end where all the days will get mixed out of order and we'll confound the days. What is our calendar now? Our calendar is totally out of order. It's totally out of whack. And so like the whole thing, when it talks about it, you're like, that's interesting. That's an interesting verse telling us that we're mixing up the holy days with the unholy days. So hmm. it's weird, <laughs> but, yeah. but very interesting. I agree. That I don't know if you had a thought on that. No, I've never read that. I haven't read any mm -hmm. of the like mm -hmm. extra non-canonized -biblical. biblical texts. I figure, you know, two years into the faith, probably got to get the, <laughs> the primary one down first. Um, yeah. You, you, you need to get the, you need to have the Holy spirit. If you're going to start reading other books, like get mm -hmm. the, get the Bible down well enough before you go into other texts, because don't go into other texts, just like all willy nilly. Right. Um, it, it'll lead you into dark paths and like places that you won't even understand, but you need the Holy spirit to reveal the truth to you. So you need to be able to have the Holy spirit already guiding you and understand how he's speaking to you when you read the text before you go into it to even be able to decipher if this is good or not good. Mm. So, that there's a there's a tip on reading extra biblical text, which I talk about that again on my channel a lot. But. Yeah, yeah, definitely go watch this documentary, guys. What what is it called again? <laughs> uh, AncientAngelsMovie.com is the website. Sweet. Ancient Angels. Um, but to that point mm. of um, mm. the history, like blah blah blah. Look, I'm all about history of things when it when I think that it really matters like for instance new age stuff like yoga and stuff because people try and say like i can do yoga because of my intentions and i'm like no look <laughs> at the origins of the practice mm -hmm. look look at why it was cultivated what it is literally curated to be what it means like you can't change that Yoked context with. you cannot change the context mm -hmm. of yoga no matter what your intentions are i'm very firm on that and, uh -huh. you know, it's not just the origins of yoga itself. It's it's the Bible, most importantly, that supports why a Christian should have nothing to do with it. But in that case, it is in context what the Bible says with the history of it because it, it supports one another. Uh -huh. In this case, I think that the history, you know, history of yoga is cut and dry. History of Halloween has been so convoluted, even as evidenced in what you just read in Jubilees, it's been so convoluted. And like I said, you can go on Google and find your confirmation bias very easily <laughs> to support whatever form of history you want it to be. So instead of making it so complicated and like trying to defend Halloween, trying to defend this, trying to defend Anton LaVey, blah, blah, blah. Uh. Let's just take it to scripture and use the context that we have, which is literally walk into your local Walmart, turn on the television, what is Halloween? Uh -huh. It's so simple to define uh -huh. it. And then the Bible makes it so simple that it is not for the Christian. So let's keep it simple. Right. Yeah. And I think you don't even need to go into the history. Exactly. <laughs> it's just so cut and dry. And we have, um, is there something else you wanted to say to that point? 
now let's i mean now there's more there's more verses we could probably read but yeah, yeah. uh what time is it i guess mm. we can start mm. to kind of come mm. to some sort of close here mm. um did you want to talk about how the do not celebrate pagan days notes or do you want to move you on? know I mean, like, I feel like we've covered a lot cover of things. That. We kind of covered yeah. it all. I mean, like, there's there's obviously a verse, you know, Deuteronomy. We can just mention it. Take no heed thyself that, you know, oh, well, my phone just died with my notes on it. So I guess we're not supposed to talk about That's it. That's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and the Lord's, the Holy the Lord's like, like, nope, we're done. Uh, we're good enough. The Holy Spirit says, I'm complete. Um, yeah. Well, okay. Well, let's close up with, because I do like this verse, um, Philippians 4, 8, that says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever sure. things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, mm -hmm. meditate on these things. Halloween yep. does not fit the bill of any of that, of any of no. that, uh, none <laughs> of the above, like just none of the above, y'all. Um, nope. <laughs> so we do have... Uh, you did make a list here and you can kind of like spitball from what you remember writing down what you can do instead. And then you mm -hmm. highlighted Proverbs 22, six that says train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he mm -hmm. is old, he will not depart from it. And to mm -hmm. that point, I want to say that with so much love, because the biggest kind of rebuttal for Halloween is I don't want my kids to miss out. First of all, you want them. Mm. You do want them to miss out on gore and witchcraft and death. I promise you want yeah. them to miss yeah. out on those things. <laughs> Second of all, if they, if your mm. kids are being raised in the faith and they feel like they're missing out, it's because somewhere along the way, right? It says in Proverbs 22, six, train them up on the way they should go. They will not depart from it. If they feel like they're missing out, there's some aspect where you have taught them along the way that the world can give them something Jesus cannot give them. Mm. If they feel like they need Halloween, it's because there is a belief somewhere that they must have been taught because kids are like little sponges that Jesus is not actually sufficient. So I'm yep. just, I'll kind of let that settle for the parents. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, once you guys, once you start casting out demons and healing people, like, there's nothing more exciting. Right. Like, like, honestly, like, it's like, dude, I do this all the time. I do this like every day. Like, I pray for people, and man, it's like Halloween every day. Like, when I cast demons out of people, because like, for real, it's like it's I see some crazy evil stuff. But like, man, dude, the things that come out of people, like, and the freedom that they get afterwards is amazing. And it's like. There's no trick or treating that's exciting to me. I'm like, that's boring. That sounds boring to me. Like my my mindset is like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go pray for somebody right now, and they're gonna get healed from like their years of alcoholism. Oh, that's that's way more exciting. You know, they're gonna get healed in their body from some pain they've had their whole life. You know, like that's so much more exciting to me than like, oh, let's walk around and then knock on people's doors and treat, teach your kids to like you know, collect candy from strangers, which I think is probably not a good thing and probably some subliminal programming going on there. Yeah. It's, yeah, just not like not a, not something that I think is, we need to be training children. We need to be teaching kids, don't go up to random strangers' doors and knock on their doors and take things from Teach them. Teach your That's kids to exploit your, exploit your neighbors. <laughs> yeah, trick or treat, <laughs> of course, like that alone, ethically, is just like, oh, Give me candy or, um, you know, or I'm going to do something terrible to you. That's the concept where it came from. You know, it was like, 
supposedly from like Guy Forks originating because they started doing like like pranks all over the place. But uh, you know, there you know that's where that originated from. That is terrible ethics. <laughs> don't treat your don't teach your kids. Go knock on the door, and if they don't give you something, kick their door, spit on their door. You know, like that's trick or treat. That's like terrible. This is not something that we need to be teaching children regardless of the the origins regardless of the things like the ethical like perspective here is like questionable like at best teach them to go pray for your neighbors mm. not ask them for candy um, oh my gosh that would be amazing yeah, yeah teach I, them to give not take right. <laughs> that's really good yes um i agree with mm. that because i you know people are saying to me like oh you're not even a parent yet you're just pregnant but like again with the gaslighting um <laughs> I'm gonna raise my little girl mm -hmm. to be. Uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna raise her in like a dead church where we just all go and sit on the pew every Sunday morning, and I give her like a sixty minute Jesus, and then there's she doesn't see it at home, she doesn't see the prayer, she doesn't see tongues, mm. she doesn't see healing, she doesn't see anything that the like the gospel that it says is alive and active mm -hmm. and the god that it says is alive and never changes she's going to see him for who he is and there's not going to be anything that is that is more exciting or enticing to her in the world because greater is yes. he who lives in us than he who is in the world and i speak that over her right now in jesus name prophesy so can we stop telling <laughs> everyone's telling me my kid's going to hate me Oh, terrible curse in the name of in the name of Jesus. Rebuke that curse. Yeah, absolutely. No, oh, no. House. Um, <laughs> so what can we do instead? What are some as like kind of closing thoughts? What are some things? I mean, we've touched on this already, but just like as another yeah. like two, three minutes. What are some things that we can do instead as parents? I'd, I'd say know, train you, your children. Parent, are you? No, I'm not no, a parent. Okay. I have no no children. But uh, train train your kid. Train your child, children. Sorry, I don't want to call them kids. But the uh, <laughs> train your children, train your children in the way they should go. Teach them, like spend the holiday, like praising the Lord. Make stay home, play family games. I wouldn't even send my child to school on Halloween. Personally, I wouldn't even do that. That's just me. I'd be like, no, you're not going to school on this day. This is a wicked holiday. This is like idolatry day. We call this idolatry day, and we don't need to point fingers at the children that do this. But we are not going to be a partakers in this because we're a sanctified people. We're a holy people set apart for the Lord. And we cast out demons and we heal people. And because we cast out demons and heal people, we're called to a level of sanctification that we walk in. And so, like, that's what I would teach my kids or my children. I would be like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And then, like, I would just, you know, stand on the street corner. People walk by and just say, hey, you know, do you guys need prayer? Right now is a perfect opportunity. You're watching this right now. I'm giving you the blueprint of how to see the Holy Spirit activate in your life right now. I am giving you the blueprint right now. You go to the you go to your driveway, and you have Bibles, or you have a Bible if you want to give away Bibles, whatever. And you and you talk to the people walking by, and be like, "Hey, you know, oh, how's it going?" And be like, "Hey, you know, we don't have any candy. We're really sorry, but we're giving out prayer right now for free. Like, like, do you have any sickness in your body?" Just ask people that. Just do what I'm telling you right now and watch. Watch what the Lord will do. Watch what the Lord will do. Watch what the Holy Spirit's going to do when you do that. When you take that step of faith, you go, okay, we're not going to give out candy. I'm going to stand on the street corner. I'm going to say, do you need any prayer? I mean, it's going to be so uncomfortable for y'all probably, but guess what? Do it anyways. Because the Bible says when you are weak, 
He is strong. Let me teach you something about that word. When you are weak, you know what that means? That weak word there, it means vulnerable. It means vulnerable, guys. Doesn't mean like when you're physically weak. It means when you are vulnerable, he is powerful. You want to see God move? Be vulnerable. Mm. You want to see him move in your life? Go be vulnerable. Go step out. Go see what the Lord does. Stop being so chicken and hiding away. God's not going to move in your life. Take the step. God, don't worry about looking foolish for the Lord. He doesn't, he's going to catch himself. Like he doesn't need you to be like, oh, what if I pray for someone and they don't get healed? Oh, oh no. Like, no, go to, the word says it. It says it, go do it and see what happens. Like God will show up. He'll, he's not, he's going to show up and show off. Then you're going to be called to another level of sanctification. He's going to move you from holiness, from glory to glory. And it's going to be a continuous process. He's going to tell you, okay, now take this out of your life. Now take this out of your life. Now take this out of your life. Take this out of your life. And he's going to just start cleaning you up and shining you up. And he's going to be bringing more anointing into your life, more authority into your life. Like this is how it works, guys. This is how you walk in righteousness. This is how you walk in accordance to what the Bible is talking about. So right now you have an opportunity. Go stand on your street corner. Go stand on your driveway. Say, sorry, we don't got candy, but can I pray for you? Do you got something going on in your life right now? Do you got any like hurts or pains or or problems, emotional things. I can pray for your emotional stuff too. I really like praying for healing. I'm just going to tell you right now, it's phenomenal when you do it because it works so well. Mm. It's so awesome. But like, you can pray for like, uh, you can just pray for people's like well-being if you want to be, you know, pray for their health, their family situation be better, and ask God to move. I'm going to tell you something. One more thing about like how important prayer is, guys. Like the Lord gave us dominion over the earth. You have dominion over the earth, okay? That means you have authority, right? Okay, so we lost some of our dominion when we sinned and get, and we brought death in the world, but Jesus came and restored that dominion. Jesus walked on water. Jesus walked on water as a man, as a son of man. That means he was human, 100% human. Peter walked on water also as a man. Okay, why? Why did they walk on water? Because they have dominion. They have authority. They have dominion. We have dominion. The Lord has given it to us. That means we are to speak and things are to happen. Okay, that's how it's, that's why Jesus said, Say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea and it will obey you. He wasn't being metaphorical always. Like some of the things he's saying, he's telling you something that means something there. You have dominion and authority and God waits for the prophets to speak. He waits for the words to come out of your mouth to speak because guess what? If God just jumps in someone's life and moves, like he's violating some law of the creation that he created because Satan will say, why don't you just jump in my life and stop me from sinning against you, God? Why don't you just do that? Satan will say, hey, why don't you stop me? Why don't you stop me? That's not fair, Lord. It's not fair that you just jumped in their life and then interfered. And then God will go, no, 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 no. You see them over there? They prayed. They prayed and asked me to do it. So that way it's, it's God will say, no, no, no. They, he asked me. You see my servant over there? They asked me to pray for that person. They, they asked me to move. So God waits for you to pray, to be given the authority to move in this earth because he's given us the dominion. He's waiting for you to pray for people. So go and pray for someone. Now that you have a little bit more understanding of how that works, go and pray and see what God does and pray expecting something to happen. If you're a believer, Mark 16, 17, it tells you these signs will follow those that believe. Anyways. Amen. That was so good. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Yes, all for mm -hmm. prayer, not candy. I'm totally, so now I'm torn because I had planned, 
I've been trying to um, talk to my church about hosting some some sort of bonfire where people in our church bring occult mm-hmm. items and we just burn it. You know, actually. Oh, that would stuff. be awesome. So there's another alternative. You can have a bonfire with your family and friends. Have them bring their occult items and burn it and pray against yeah. the witchcraft in the city, whatever city you're in. Pray against the witchcraft. Like, put on your armor and fight against this stuff. Jesus defeated it. He gave you authority. So yep. you could step on those scorpions and those serpents. Crush Absolutely. them with your So we just gave you two really good options. Or yeah. the third, you can you can have a docile night. Maybe you're really, really new to the faith and you're not ready to, even though you should, offer prayer to your <laughs> Maybe just, ha- you know, we're not saying like, like go inside your house Halloween night, shut all the blinds, lock all the doors, turn off all the lights <laughs> and hide in fear. No, we're saying be on the offense. And mm. you're in your Christian faith, be on the offense. So if that just means having a nice night with your friends and family where you play games mm-hmm. and you pray together and you stay in the house, sing to fine. the Lord, you know, sing to the Lord, mm-hmm. sing praise, worship, just mm-hmm. make, let it be unto God. That's basically what mm. should we do Halloween night? So like, mm-hmm. don't, don't cater to the devil's plan for that night. Mm-hmm. Do what's of the Lord's will. So have a Absolutely. nice praise night at home. Mm-hmm. Pray for your for the people that are coming near your house. Offer them candy or have a bonfire and burn all your occult items. Or if there was anything that Brian convicted you of through the Holy Spirit <laughs> speaking through him that you know you need to go burn like a video game or a movie or something. Um, yeah, burn it. Burn it that night too. So. Absolutely burn it. So now before we close out, where can people find you? Oh, um, demonerasers.com. Um, just go to demonracers.com. It's got a link to my Instagram and my TikTok and my YouTube. It's growing. I'm, I'm growing my YouTube right now. Or, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Demonracers.com. Or you can go to, if you want to see the stuff that want to learn about, you know, Nephilim and all kinds of craziness, you can go to ancientangelsmovie.com. And, uh, that's our, my documentary that I got out there. Um, it supports, you know, I'm, I'm selling that one, but that's just because it's not something to do with salvation. That's just like right. history stuff. You know, but all the other stuff I just kind of give out and, you know, teach on my my page and learn some stuff. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, we're allowed to make money as Christians. Um, yeah. <laughs> would you just do us the honor of closing out in prayer for the audience as the Holy Spirit leads you? Absolutely. So. Right now, let's do it. Lord God, I thank you so much for this opportunity, Lord, to share truth and share your light and your love, Lord, and share your heart, God, with these people, God. Share your heart because you're speaking to everyone right now, Lord. And I and I and I see your heart and I see that you want to, you want the people to know you, Lord. So let this be a a, a moment, a movement, Lord, that people see this and that they do something about it, Lord, that they go and they honor you and they try to to listen to you more, God. And I pray for every single person that takes this right now in the name of Jesus. So every single person that hears this and watches this. I pray that that the fire of the Lord moves on them. When they make that effort right now, Lord God, that the fire of your Holy Spirit moves on them. When they stand out and they say, I'm going to pray for these people. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Lord, I want you to allow your spirit to flow through them, Lord, and move in such a powerful and mighty way that there is no denying it. And that those people, that those people see your spirit, God, move in such a magnificent way that it creates more anointed individuals called to the to the faith lord called to the truth called to the to your word god and to casting out demons and to healing the sick lord i pray this be a renewal lord a renewing event lord 
And I pray against all the demonic forces that try to come against any of this right now in the name of Jesus. So in the name of Jesus, I pray against any demonic forces that try to stop any flow of these people of the Holy Spirit flowing in anyone's lives, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. I pray this. Amen. Amen. That was awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Sweet. All right, guys, I'm going to hang out in the chat for a little bit. Um, everyone say bye to Brian. <laughs> bye. <laughs> All right. Awesome. I'll talk to you later, Brian. All right. Later. All right. So, y'all, that was awesome. That was amazing. Um, yeah. That was amazing. So... Now it's just us hanging out in the chat. I am going to see if I can make this work like I did the other day when I was playing with it. Let's see guys, can I make the chat appear on the screen? I did! Yeah, so as you can see, I'm learning all of the things. Um, I'm learning all of the things when it comes to the tech for live streaming. Shout out to Isaiah Saldivar for helping me with this because I literally would be lost without him. He has been an incredible mentor, a brother in Christ, especially when it comes to this. So, all right, uh, whatever questions you have, just wanna hang out in the chat for maybe another 10 minutes, if that, um, let's do it. So what did you guys, which way should I go? This way, this way. <laughs> what did you guys think of the episode? How did you like it? What questions do you have? I will first address some of the comments that were bothering me toward the beginning about me dressed like a man. Um, Y'all, I'm pregnant. Okay, let's just get that very clear. I am pregnant right now, so nothing fits me. So yes, I'm going to wear oversized t-shirts. <laughs> um, and to the point of my, my hat, which I guess makes me a cross-dresser also, um, to the point of my hat, I am wearing a hat because I have not washed my hair in like seven days, just to be completely frank with you. I can't get Zoom to turn off. There we go. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's why I'm dressed like a man, as <laughs> that person that I had to block because they were a troll. I'm doing great in my pregnancy. Thank you for asking. She is like moving all the time. She's so active. She loves when I pray over her. She loves the Bible. She really does. Like, I'm not just saying that she kicks and reacts when I read scripture. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Someone else also said like, I shouldn't wear makeup. I don't. Isn't that cool? And people always accuse me of that. I don't. So, um, so y'all just really quick. Continue to ask any question that you have in the chat. No one's really asked any, so don't be shy, y'all. Um, yeah, heaven and healing is... I don't want that. It's not focused on my face. Focus on my face. Heaven and healing is um, entirely crowdfunded. I will always put out my content for free. No worries there. But if you do feel led, if you felt like you were blessed by this episode, if you've ever been blessed by the Heaven and Healing show, then please consider partnering with the ministry. Monthly is best. There are options to do that in the show notes. I meant to pin it as a comment in the chat, but I forgot. So we're getting closer to making everything in great production. Um, I'm also going to put the QR code on the screen for DonorBox. I do have just PayPal, Stripe, and Venmo as well. But DonorBox is the best 
option, but do whatever is easiest and best for you. If you do feel led, I would just pray about partnering with the ministry. Everything helps. Like I said, it's entirely crowdfunded. Um, Brian's information is in the episode description as well. So yeah, thanks you all for tuning in. Someone asked, how do we get rid of Harry Potter books? You can throw them away, but honestly, I, my husband just burned a Harry Potter book a couple of weeks ago. It's really powerful. I really like burning things because it is biblical to burn our idols our, our, and, our, and our pagan items. Like they did it in the Old Testament and they did it in Acts too. So I do recommend burning. It, there's just something about burning, right? Uh, did becoming a Christian subconsciously change the way you dress? Someone asked. I feel like it's happening to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I first got saved, I still kind of struggled with modesty. I changed the way I dressed because my entire wardrobe before I got saved was totally, totally, um, astrological. It was moons and birth charts and all this stuff. It was just constant astrology. So I did change the way I dressed, but I still struggled with modesty, like covering myself. Uh, honestly, I'm going to be, I'm going to be totally frank. I had to get delivered from, I had someone prayed a deliverance prayer over me and a spirit of Jezebel left. And that's when I started dressing differently. And my audience even noticed, audience noticed my deliverance before I ever mentioned it, like months before I mentioned it. Even the people that don't believe in deliverance notice a shift in me and my content. So deliverance is very powerful and it is for the Christian. Um, what else do we have? If God doesn't want man to separate what he has joined together, marriage, why does he separate couples in heaven? I don't think the Bible ever actually says anything explicitly about marriage in heaven, but, uh, the truth is we don't need it in heaven. We will be, if there's no marriage in heaven, we'll be completely content without it because we're literally in the presence of God at all times. That's what it says. Heaven is, is the presence of God at all times. Marriage on earth is meant to represent the covenant between Christ and the church in heaven. We are living that covenant. We don't need a representation of it. Will you ever do a live Q&A about your journey for those of us who have just joined you? Absolutely, I will do that. In the meantime, um, you can refer back to my very, you know, I've been thinking about re-recording my testimony now that I've been like two years into my walk. I have an episode that I did a year into my walk as well to celebrate my one year anniversary with Jesus. That's a, that's a, that's a nice reference. If you also go on heaven and healing pot, or it's just heaven and I do have links to all the interviews I've done. And I would say that my interview with Isaiah Saldivar most recently is the best version of my testimony that I've ever spoken publicly because I had been delivered a fear of man and just people that wanted to neuter my testimony, um, and, and say, you know, certain, there were certain components about my testimony that were still being sanctified before my interview with Isaiah. So I would say that's a really good resource to check out. But yeah, I will do, I mean, we're going to do weekly to that point. I will say, why won't it focus on my face? My face is here. Hello. 
we are <laughs> going to do weekly live streams. Um, this is annoying me. It's because because my husband isn't here tonight, so naturally it won't like do what I need it to do. Um, we are going to do these weekly live streams, so please send me ideas, topics, and guests that you would like covered for these live streams. We're going to do them every week. Now, next week, I will say we aren't doing one because I will be traveling. However, I'm still posting an episode at 8 p.m. Central Time next Wednesday because that will be the pre-recorded episode I, I did with Isaiah when he came to visit a couple weeks ago. So definitely check that out. JK Rowling has a tattoo on her wrist. The same words Baphomet has tattooed. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Just reading the, ch just reading the chat. It was a great interview. Where are y'all watching from tonight? Are you Pentecostal? I'm so Pentecostal, I need my pizza delivered. I hate denomination names. Uh, it's like, I am, I always tell people like, I'm pre-denominational. I am just a Bible-believing, Jesus-following disciple of the Most High. Atlanta, Georgia, Toronto, Michigan, Maine, Tampa, Singapore. That's so cool. That's so cool. New Zealand. Wow. Texas, West Palm Beach, New York, Argentina. Argentina. Wow. Tijuana? I don't even know where Tijuana is. Am I saying that correctly? Mexico, Jersey. Hi, Jersey. You're close to my hometown, Pennsylvania. Missouri, Brazil. Where do I live? I live in Tennessee, but I am from outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. DC. How is <laughs> I like that someone left a chat or a joke in the chat. How is holy water created? You boil the hell out of it. <laughs> Do y'all want to see the cats? I gotta get up. Stay. Don't leave. Don't leave. I'm gonna get the cats. Okay. Um, don't look at my ears. I'll be right back. Like I said, my husband's not here tonight, so um, I have to open the door by myself because I can't have them in here during the actual podcast because they will just be so bad. Kitten, go see mommy. There's one. She's over there. All right. Maybe they'll come over. Tennessee. Hi, Tennessee peeps. Any more questions? I'm going to probably hop off here within the next five minutes or so. 
me trying to get the cat's attention. Come here, babies. How do you open the eyes of loved ones under the smoke and mirrors of the new age without damaging the relationship? The Bible straight up says you will be hated for his namesake. You will be persecuted for his namesake and accounted as joy. People hate me for my past. My, my own, I'm just going to say, my own stepsister blocked me. The, the second I released my testimony and like, you know, it's, it's what's going to happen. It's to be expected. Now there is a way to deliver things in love. Like, Hey, saw this video, like the, the last, the live stream I did last week, for instance, watch this video, thought of you, love you so much, or say, Hey, can I pray for you today? Hey, you want to come to church with me sometime? Like there are ways to drop it, but at the end of the day, if someone hates you for his namesake, count it as joy because he promises that's going to happen. Yeah, right. Someone in the chat said your enemies will come from your own household, right? And that's so true. Y'all, can you do me a favor and like the video if you haven't already? Give it some love. And for those that have been asking on Instagram, there she is. For those that have been asking on Instagram, um, yeah, I'm still going to be posting. I'm still going to be posting the replays on Apple and Spotify. It just took me a minute to figure out how to do that. My husband and I literally sat here for like four hours yesterday and tried to figure out how to make the audio work. Long story short, we got it. So I'm still going to be posting things to Apple and Spotify because I understand that not everyone can get on the live streams. I understand that Wednesday night is church night. But this is the primary format of my podcast now is going to be the live streams. So. Everyone leave a heart for Jemmy. <laughs> Look at her. I don't know where Ruby is. Ruby, I saw her walk in here, but oh, she's relaxing over there. She's on the bed behind the camera. We have a bed in the studio because we got a new king size mattress in anticipation of my stomach growing and the arrival of the baby. Um, so now we have two queen beds, one in the guest room and one in here. So we can host multiple guests at once. Are you considering posting shorts? Y'all, I'm getting there, all right? <laughs> uh, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do all the things that I can for the sake of, for the sake of the growth of this, of this show, all for the glory of God. But one step at a time, right? We got the live stream started. Some of you keep asking when the next live stream is. Not next week. The week after next. Again, if you missed it, like I said, it is going to be um, the week after next because I will be traveling next week. Um, but I'm going to still release an episode that I pre-recorded with Isaiah Saldivar next Wednesday. So if you're getting used to this routine already... It'll be there. If you do things with God, why wouldn't you be able to celebrate Halloween? Would you would you play a Ouija board with God? Like, you know, please watch this episode back if you haven't already. 
Favorite praise song right now? That's such a good question. I really like the one that says, I have resurrection power living on the inside, Jesus. You have given us freedom. I'm not a singer, but that's my favorite one right now. I heard while prego not to change cat litter box. Uh, yeah, don't worry. I stopped doing that when... <laughs> Sorry, Mike. That's like the, that's like been low key one of the best parts about being pregnant. I'm like, honey, you have to clean the litter now. I did this last week. I said I was going to get off in five minutes and then I didn't. Angela, would you be up to doing an online prayer or worship Halloween night? I'll get back to you. Because um, I, I am trying to really orchestrate something with my own church at home. I would really, really like it if, if I could help them organize a bonfire to burn occult items. And I also do want to be out praying for folks. So that's a really good idea, though. I will, I will be thinking about that. I will be praying on that. Both of my cats are girls. Deliverance session Halloween. That's not a bad idea. Hmm. How do you save a marriage when one person is Christian and the other isn't? I'm so sorry. That is... It is on my itinerary to do an unequally yoked episode. But of course, in marriage, we are... we are. It's pretty cut and dry that the Lord does not want us to be divorced. However, there's grounds to divorce if the unbelieving spouse wants to leave. Um, that's not your cup. <laughs> it's not the cup the Lord has given you. But... If he doesn't want to leave, keep doing what you're doing. Keep praying. Yield to the Spirit. Abide in him. Be obedient to his will and his ways. Prayer, prayer, prayer. It's not your job to save it. It says in the word, it promises in the word that you can win your husband without a word. Through your conduct. It says, wives, win your husbands without a word through your godly conduct. That's a promise that you can bank on because it's in God's word. So I pray that blesses you. Idaho. Hi, Idaho. Someone said, I love Nayla's British, British accent. Y'all, we're on the hunt for a husband for Nayla, preferably in Tennessee. He must be American. <laughs> Hi, Nayla. I love you. All right. Um, well, I think that's a good note to end on. The live stream is over two hours again. This is just who I am. What can I say? It's just who I am. So, again, y'all, QR code on the screen if you feel led to sew into the ministry. 
please partner monthly. There are more options to do so in the description of this video. Please share this with your loved ones in the faith. This is a video for Christians. Really pray that you were blessed by the fellowship between myself and Brian. If anything was convicting for you, I pray you just take that to the Lord. If anything was offensive, I pray you take that to the Lord and test all spirits to scripture. As the word says, I'm going to eat some dinner. And I'll be editing some of these videos tomorrow. Please, if you could, say a prayer for my travels this upcoming weekend and following week. Thank you all so much. It was a blessing to share this with you. I'm really looking forward to these continued live streams. I wish Ruby would make an appearance. Ruby, do you want to come say bye to the chat before we get off? Ruby. Maybe I can entice her with this bracelet. Ruby, what is that? I look crazy. Offense is an open door and usually means the flesh needs to be put in timeout. That's good. Okay, Ruby's not coming to say hi to the chat. I'm very sorry. If my husband was here, I would just have him bring her over. <laughs> it's not working. Ruby! <laughs> All right, well, she's here, guys. You just can't see her. Um, all right, y'all. God bless. Uh, one more word of encouragement. Please get into your Bibles tonight. If you have spent more time on this live stream than in your Bible today, change that as soon as you sign out. <laughs> if you don't follow me on Instagram already, it's at Angela Marie Uchi. The spelling for that is in the show notes. Still my maiden name because I don't know if it's wise to change it to my married name based on you know algorithms and how people know me on every interview i've done for the past year and a half i'm thinking for the sake of like sayla's identity and all that we're just gonna keep uchi public and if you know my husband's last name my new last name then you know it anyway okay um thanks for coming y'all i've said bye three times i'm saying bye for real now how do I turn this off? Let's figure out how to turn it off. <laughs> Good night, y'all. I love you, but more importantly, so does Jesus. Good night. <laughs>